Casey's crying. You can't see, but she's <laughs> crying right now. And she's drinking liquid so that you don't know she's crying. But I'm just going to put her on blast because I'm the one that's, I'm the bitch that's always crying on this fucking podcast. And she does, but she just drinks her water and then you don't know. <laughs> and she's laughing. So you think she's laughing, but she's really crying. <laughs> You want to hear the most disgusting thing ever? Sure. I fully, like, not like intending to. I fully ripped the new wart off of Gina's mouth. Oh no! No, I think it was fine. She didn't even make a noise, so it must have like not. I mean, it didn't. I obviously didn't hurt her. She didn't. Literally, didn't yelp or make a noise. Huh. I know. So Isn't that weird? So she's They're like really fucking gross. She's still getting the warts. Well, she had one that was hidden under fur. Did I not tell you this? Uh, no, no, I haven't told uh, you. <sighs> Casey. Ugh, poor Gina. Honestly, I do feel bad for her. She feels I feel like she's she's ashamed. She's not herself. She's not herself. She's got a virus ravaging her body. What is this? What is this? Today, I'm not sending emails. (laughs) You're unpacking packages. It's a gift. A gift? From a company. Oh, no, no, no. It's not from a company. From people that helped me. I helped. That's they nice. Helped. I helped. <laughs> We're all helpers here. That's good. Um, beep, beep, beep. Da. Nice. A linen jumpsuit. Cool. I know how much you love jumpsuits. I do love a jumpsuit. This looks cute. Oh, my God. Look at it. It's a little shorts. Oh, it Looks cute. like a little cute. A little, a little cute shorty. Little Little shorty. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's me, Busy Phillips. Um, I'm joined by Casey St. Ange. Hi. Abza. Abza. Perfect attendance. Um, my mother texted me at 1.40 a.m., guys. Wow. Eponymous means with your name. So to say eponymous with my name is redundant. (laughs) However, great use of vocabulary. And we're only four minutes into the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So there you guys go. That was, was she listening at 1.40 a.m., do you think? Well, I guess it was 10.40 where she is, right? Yeah, listening at that time or just thinking about it? 100%. 100%. Listen, I think she listens at it. Listens at it. I think she listens to it to go to bed. Oh, nice. That's that's like what I assume. I assume that to be true. Okay. But she's like, this is a soothing thing for me to listen to as I drift off to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) To my daughter and her friends swearing. And talking about coming up with butt wipes and vagina (laughs) creams (laughs) well she's a fan she's a fan we know this i thought last week's episode was really nice i liked it 
I, I liked it. it too. It was so nice to have our friends Kulop and Kate and Dory here. That was very cool. All it was like a podcast of Palooza. All podcasters. All the time. I did Las Culturistas I last week too. That's exciting. Bowen Yang uh from SNL who and Matt Rogers going wild for this past season and Matt Rogers. Who's on the dog grooming show with Jess Rona? Is he the host of it? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I haven't watched it, I'll be honest. But Jess Rona does groom Gina. Oh, there you go. Wenst in LA. Here's what I want to say I'm annoyed about as I look forward to this summer and there's some travel that I have to do coming up here for you. Yeah. And I have this dog. Our cats. People get real heated about my cats online. I don't show them enough, I guess. People really want to see those cats. The cats are living their own lives and they're living in Birdie's room. And I just like actually went to go say hi to them. And they were just like cuddled up on Birdie's bed. And they were like, no need. Yeah. You you don't need to come in here. Let me just say something. Like when you lived in Los Angeles, I was at Mm -hmm. your house frequently like I yeah, was on I would say that's 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 true I was on a like just walk into the house type of basis you know like I'm coming over and just walk in when you get here you know that kind of thing I that also, comfortable like, that that level of comfort yeah I never saw your cats in my life because they and we didn't even have Gina yet yeah because they just are not... uh, They're not people cats. They're not into people. They're not... Here's what I'm going to say, and I don't know if this is true, and the cat people who are listening can maybe... I don't know. They can feel free. Chime in. I feel like because we got two cats together that were from the same litter... Yeah. ...that they're just, like, in their own cat universe. And they don't... They have not... They never assimilated into the family, really, except with Birdie, who they just obviously assume is another cat, which... Yes, Could I be. get that. Cat spirit. Why not? Yeah. A cat spirit for sure. Yeah. But so those cats are just like not really fully interested in people ever. Yeah. I've never mean, been, they're not scared of people. Like literally, I just went into Birdie's room and was like doing some stuff in there and cleaning some stuff out. And like they were just like, hi, came over, said hi. And then they were just like, and you can leave now. We're done with you. They just, yeah, they just don't care. Not in like a mean way, but like. Never. What, yeah. What do they care? They don't care. They, they don't, don't care. They don't care to be Instagram famous. They don't care to meet me or Ow. any. Oh, gosh. Busy's trying to close her closet door and it just bit her. Um, well, but- this is, I do my podcast in this closet in this house, which I'm almost leaving this house, guys. This is almost. Not going to stay in this house anymore. Time's up. Just move somewhere else. All right. I've never been nomadic like this, and it's causing me a great deal of emotional stress and turmoil. Oh, my gosh. Well, (sighs) yeah, that would be stressful. It's hard to be just, you know. Well, it gives you some perspective, right? A little bit about just things like the things that we carry with us and the things what's important what's important and what's not important and you know just I was I was just thinking about like my grandparents moved around with like six kids all the time they were military family and they just moved around with six kids all over the world and I was like how did they even do that I don't get it I remember my like one of my best friends from high school Kate they moved to Bali when her 
son. I don't, did she have the baby? Yeah, I think she had the little one too, who's now like 10, but whatever. What, I think he was like a baby. She, they moved to Bali for her husband's work and they were like fully going maybe permanently, but it was like at least two years. Yeah. And I was like, how do you do that? And she's like, suitcases? We have like, <laughs> we have four suitcases and that's it. I'm like, yeah. you're bringing four suitcases of stuff and that's it? She's like, yeah, that's it. I'm like, huh? What? What about, what about all the stuff that you need to make you feel like a person? And she's like, she doesn't need stuff to make her feel like a person. It's within her own soul. But yeah. I need the stuff to make me feel like a person, Casey. Yeah. And so it's very hard for me to be nomadic in this way because I I don't know. I want my stuff. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, not to bring it back to Prince, you know, he famously Always. he famously told Matt Damon once asked Prince, where do you live in Minneapolis? And Prince said, I live inside my own heart, Matt Damon, which everyone was like, haha, he really showed Matt Damon. And Matt Damon was, I guess, like probably a little bemused and embarrassed. But the truth is Prince had like a, a whole... Paisley Park was like full of shit, like all of his costumes and the, <laughs> vault, the vaults of music. And, you know, I'm going there in July just to see an exhibit of his shoes over the years. Wow. Um, yeah. So, you know, all his guitars. One time I went to Paisley Park and they were like, oh, look out the window. We just found a bus. And I was like, oh, cool. They just found a bus. What? How did they find a bus? It was like it. somewhere on the property, I guess, and they just like had lost track of like a tour bus at some point. What if, so? Yeah. What else is on that property though? I guess there's just. I mean, there's people there working as archivists, and they're just like, uh, you know, working to like catalog everything. But there's like so many, so many people. Mm. You know how people like buy those storage lockers, like abandoned storage lockers. I've heard so mm. many stories of people in Minneapolis being like, "Yeah, I bought this storage locker, and it had a bunch of." No. Tour costumes. And no. Yeah. No. Just like, you know. But then that kind of also makes me feel like things weren't ultimately important at all to Prince. I mean, I think it's like a combination of both. I think it's like it gets overwhelming at a certain point where, I mean, obviously he had a lot of stuff. He was trying to run a business and he was sentimental and he probably didn't trust a ton of people. You know, like imagine your life on a scale of like a hundred or a thousand or whatever, you know, and all the feelings that you're feeling. Like you want all your stuff, but like, I'm sure you get to a point where you're just like, I care about all this stuff, but I don't care about any of it. Don't you ever feel like that? No, I care about all of it. But (laughs) (laughs) But I, uh, but I also, yeah, like I also just can't imagine having like a storage unit that you forget about. Yeah, I mean, that's you only, weird to you me. You just have so much room in your brain for, you know, it's just, yeah. It's My just, brain has been feeling very strange recently, the last few days. What's strange about it? What's happening with I your brain? I don't know. And it's weird because I talked to my psychiatrist yesterday and I fully just didn't talk about this, which is seems like a miss. Seems like a missed opportunity. Well, maybe it's your brain's fault. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's that it's, my birthday. Your birthday is coming up. Yeah. Well, this is air. When do the, our podcasts come out? Tuesdays? Wednesday. See, I don't fucking know. So my <laughs> birthday's in two days. Yeah. 
Technically. Yeah. Guys, but here's the secret that we have to tell you right now. This is not. No. Next Monday night, Tuesday. Or this is not next week yet. It's we're like, still in We're in last, last week. week. Yeah. It's only Thursday. Yeah. The 17th? Maybe. Yeah. The 17th. Yeah. So we have uh, to do this ahead of time because Busy's going out of town and she doesn't want to lug a bunch of equipment with her because of the <clears throat> this nomadic lifestyle. Is so not- this comes out on Wednesdays? Yeah. So guys, I'm taking the kids to Disney World. Right. I can say it because we're already gone. Yeah. Already- it's not that it would be, I'll be posting from there, but it's like, yeah. I didn't, if it comes out before, um, then we're in a bit of a... I feel like I'm in a little bit of a privacy quagmire. Yeah. Sure. There, mom. Got a vocab word in. <laughs> Minute 12. Be- just because I don't want to say where we're going before we go because I don't want there to be any weirdos. Right. Because yeah, there are sure. sometimes weirdos. Can you hear the people cheering? Can you hear that? I could hear that a little bit. Yeah. It's fucking yeah, what, wild. I don't what, know. I don't know. Is there like a soccer game? I have no idea. It's 1.15 on a Thursday. What's happening? People are literally cheering as if there's a parade. That's interesting. Huh. What is it? I don't know. You know, where I live, it's like a bunch of backyards that back up to each other. Yeah. And then on the one side that has like sort of like a major street. Yeah. A couple of the backyards are restaurant backyards, like okay. patios for restaurants. Yeah. And there's one restaurant that definitely does a fair business of private events. Like, okay. I don't know if you've seen those Instagram things that I've posted where it was like there were weddings. Yeah, yeah. So it could be that. Yeah. Um, So it could be like a private luncheon or something for like, I don't even, but they're, the way that these people are cheering right now, it's like as if they're watching the... Nets win the whole thing. Yeah, that's the thing. It could be a wedding at, but it's also New York City. So it could be like the Supreme Court just saved the ACA. So it could be that. It could be, you know, it could be anything. It could be a sporting team did something. It could be, you just never know in New York City. You just never know. Um, I have to send this text right now. You know how I am. Yeah. It mu- it, I'm sure it's a must be done. It, yeah. This do is it. a timely thing. I'm not, I did stop opening the packages yeah. after we got that cute linen jumpsuit. Maybe you'll see that at Disneyland. I don't know. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say to you. Do you know what I'm really upset about in this moment right now, right now, this second? What? We can't find our collection of Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse ears. Oh no. We don't know where the fuck they are. Is that what the text is in- about? No, this is about something else. Oh, okay. It's All right. Very important. Okay. Send it. Uh, but yeah, um, the the mouse ears, that's a bummer. I know you have an extensive collection. Uh an extensive collection. We have like a full-on packing, like a giant uh one of those big tubs that you get to store bedding in. Yeah. But it's full of mouse ears. Yeah. Guys, I love Disney. Yeah, I know you do. I love Disney World. Isn't it so weird that you are sad that you're missing a tub of mouse ears, but you hate the mice that have been living in your apartment? Well, I don't think that that's, no. I don't think that that's, no. Mm -mm. You don't don't, think it's weird at all? 
Uh uh-uh, uh, and I don't find it funny either. <laughs> either. So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know what? People have been asking for a, a, an update on the rat situation online because I guess I sort of abandoned the thread of the storyline, but uh, in my Instagram stories. But the the thing is, the exterminator dude came and he was like, "Yes, this is what's happening," and it's I'll a get rat. Them. There, it was multiple rats. Right. Yeah. All in all, there were three guys. Okay. We were calling them guys. Okay. They were actually not giant, which made me feel good. Okay. Better. The other night we were eating dinner on the street here in Los, um, in Los Angeles. Oh my God. Mm. I just went, I was on a Dr. time Freud. jump. I was on a time <laughs> jump. We were eating on the street here in New York, which is how you eat now everywhere. Yeah. I would assume unless you're a person that's just like, whatever. Go fine. for it. Feels like people are really getting to that point where it's like, it's fine. And they're just throwing all caution to the wind. Even though, guys, there is the Delta variant. I just want to say that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you're going, you're going to flip out when I tell you this. Okay. Get a text. Thought it was like a phishing spam text. Yeah. It was not. My child was one of 900 New Yorkers that got a bad second shot. Oh, like no. An ex, a second shot that then the health department was like, it was expired. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so they, now. They have to get another. But this is what's so crazy is that Birdie really had a reaction, was sick. It felt like the basically what happened was there was a testing, or not testing, a, a vaccine facility here in New York you know, run, it's all run through the health department is government. It's not, I didn't go to like an off-brand place guys. Yeah. And that's where we got, it was like the closest one we could get them their second appointment at. Yeah. And I guess there was a batch of the Pfizer that had been out of the fridge or whatever. Remember in the very yes. beginning when people were when like were the dumping them. shots yeah. and then they had to, and then like people were like getting them before they, their time was, yeah, before they were because people uh, were like qualified yeah, because they were the like shot. we don't want to dump them out, just like put the shots in arms, blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, so essentially there was like a batch or something of Pfizer shots, and over like the course of two days, nine hundred people in New York got these shots that they're like they can't say the efficacy, they can't confirm, you know, they can't That's say that awful. the efficacy was there ridiculous because also like birdie did get ill like didn't feel did yeah. the, got the thing where it didn't feel well achy like like fluey type thing i would think so then that meant that I, it was effective yeah uh well we should ask dr seema about that what well her first take of all but, it is. right i put a call into our pediatrician by the way haven't heard back yet thanks for that but uh i they're saying that in order for it to count as them being fully vaccinated, we have to take Birdie back and get another shot, which would mean three. I don't know. I'm waiting to talk to my pediatrician. And yeah. also I'm on I'm on the list to for the like health department to call me back. The lady was like, when I talked to the person that I ended up like calling, yeah. you know, yeah. 
she was like, well, do you want to talk to one of the registered nurses or doctors that's dealing with it? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that would be on it. That would be fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Can you put me in? She was, and she goes, yeah, I will uh, put you on that waiting list and oh, you'll receive Lord. a call. I was like, oh, brother. Oh, Lord. All right. Wow. What a wild turn. I mean, it's. Of course, of course, it's to be expected a certain level of disorganization, but man, that's not fun um, to have it happen to you. But also, I don't know, I would just get the third shot. But if it's your kid, yes, I understand. But I would just get the third shot and be super vaccinated. Well, I think we we are going to do it. However, not before we're going to Disney World. Right. Which is a bummer, which is why we wanted them fully vaxxed before we right, went to Vi- right, Disney World. Right. And and then we're traveling again. And right. it's like, I we'll, I guess we'll probably do it right when we get back from Disney World. Yeah. All th- I don't fucking know. Mark did a little bit of research. A little bit. Mark did some research. And I guess there were like some prisoners somewhere that they gave like way too many doses to on accident. Oh, gosh. Supposedly. I don't know. And they were all like, it was all fine. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying that like, even if that we might all have have to get boosters anyway. I think it's expected that we'll eventually need boosters eventually. I'm not sure they know when, but I also feel like, although I'm not a doctor uh, at all, not even close to a doctor, um, I feel like I would feel confident that if Bird had symptoms after that second vaccine, that that meant that they were mounting a defense against the vaccine. And so I would feel like even though it was expired date-wise, that maybe it had some efficacy. I don't know. You should call Dr. Seema and see how she feels I think, about it. Well, listen, I th- I for sure think that that vaccine had efficacy because- of how Birdie felt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah. When I, I didn't got feel that, bad after my second shot. When I, I got fine. that shot, I felt like I was dying. And that's what Dr. Seema told me. She said, that means you're mounting a good defense against the virus. And I was like, okay. I'm, co- I'm concerned because I didn't feel anything. Well, I mean, listen, she was probably just trying to make me feel better, but. I don't know. think so. I've heard that from other people too. And. <laughs> And she's a doctor. Why would she lie? She's an epidemiologist. She's like the epidemiologist. She's glamorous. Is that a copyright infringement? I don't know. No. Is that a song? I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Did I make it up? up? Yeah. Guys, guess what? Our favorite female first canned wine brand, Bev. They've been they've been helping us out since the very beginning, since the tip top. Yeah. Of this little podcast. Yes. And now Bev Bev is amazing. You know what it is? It's canned wine. It's breaking norms. Creating something from the female perspective that's approachable and fun and consumer centric. Each wine has zero sugar and only 3 carbs. They're crisp and dry and a little fizzy, super refreshing, perfect for summer. They've got five varietals, rosé, sauve blanc, pinot gris, pinot noir, and a sparkling white wine, Bev Glitz. You know I love that rosé. Yes. And each can is a glass and a half of wine, perfect for when you don't want to open a bottle of wine just for yourself, because you know, like, ugh, well, then I'm going to feel pressure to finish it all. 
Anyway, one 24-pack is equal to eight bottles of wine. Whoa. And it ships straight to your door. And shipping is always free. But here's the news. Here's the news, guys. Bev's newest, most fabulous member of the family. She's glamorous. She's a refreshing, sparkling rosé, extra dry, extra fizzy, here in time for summer zero sugar as always. Please welcome Bev Glam. Glam is unapologetic about who she is. She inspires others through her confidence. Yes, I'm talking about a wine in a can. (laughs) She's radiating inner beauty. Glam's tagline, there's no place like out. (laughs) Because Bev has been working with LGBTQ plus leaders and influencers throughout the month of June to celebrate pride. So Glam strives to capture and inspire being one's true self, whoever you are. Right. So the month of pride, Bev has teamed up with Way Out and is donating all 100% of Glam sales up to $10,000 to support Way Out's youth center initiatives in locations across the country. People can learn more about the initiatives on Bev's website, which is wonderful. And we love it. And we also strongly support Way to Go Bev. So we've worked out an exclusive deal for Busy Phillips is doing her best. Listeners receive 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders. Highly recommend trying the new sparkling rosé Bev Glam. Or get their best-selling Ladies' Night Variety Pack for all of the refreshing varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash busy or use code busy at checkout to claim the deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash busy. She's glamorous. (laughs) Public goods, public goods. I love my public goods. Here's what I love about public goods. Anyway, I love public goods. Have you guys ordered from them yet? Have you used their products? I have used all of them, I think. Yeah. Um, Public goods is like your one-stop shop for- like a general store. It's a general store. And the packaging is all like streamlined, clean, calming. It just says public goods on it. It's so nice. I love it. Sustainable, high quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything. They carry everything. You can get coffee, toilet paper, pet food, shampoo and conditioner. Uh, What else do I have? I have a candle. I have a public goods candle that I ordered. Just Um, everything you need. It's everything that you need. It's your new everything's store. And like I said, it's thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer rather than buying a bunch of single product brands. Public goods members can buy all of their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful streamlined aesthetic. Pinterest ready, guys. (laughs) They search the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly and innovative products. Uh, they ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives still common on drug and grocery store shelves. They're committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. I have the hand soap in every room in my home that has a sink. It's like my favorite hand soap. I love it. 
Yeah, I love the dish soap. And also, I love the cocoa almonds. They're delicious. Oh, I love those cocoa almonds, too. I ordered those as well. You know I love a chocolate almond. Yes. Anyway, Public Goods uses a membership model to keep the costs low and pass on even more savings to the customers. And best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. Plus... They plant one tree for every order placed and incorporate sustainability into every part of the company. So join hundreds of thousands of others who've switched to their new everything store. We worked out an awesome deal just for our listeners. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's right. They're so confident that you're going to love their products and come back again and again that they're just giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. It's amazing. You have nothing to lose. Go to publicgoods.com slash busy or use code busy at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash B-U-S-Y to receive $15 off your first order. Okay, so wait, so I was telling you, you were telling me you were eating outside in New York and it was Oh, and a and a, full, and a full rat at a fancy restaurant. Yeah. And a full rat. We watched as he climbed out of the sewer. Yeah. Looked at us put up his middle finger and just <laughs> jogged on over into the seating area and scurried around. Oh, for sure. For scraps. And I was like, this is, they're out to get me. This feels personal. But then everybody who's lived in New York is like, it's not personal. They literally are just like everywhere. Yeah, it's, I mean, I haven't been back to New York since, and I don't know, I haven't even read like the statistics of like, I know that New York emptied out a great deal when the pandemic happened. I'm not sure what the statistics are of how many people are back in New York now that things are opening back up. But I would imagine that rats are pretty much like, hey, this is our town right now. Like, yeah, like we're running this shit. And, you know, what I know about rats is when you see one, there's a hundred buds like somewhere around like rats are just sending out like one lookout for, you know, there's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole team. There's usually an army of rats uh, behind that one lookout guy, but you know, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about rats. Like I also grew up in a rural area and mm -hmm. like I was just, who was I just telling about? I was just telling somebody about like we had, on, you know, I grew up on a farm and there was one Easter where it was raining, raining. And I was so sad because it rained out like our Easter egg hunt. And it was also, it was just a disaster Easter because like I had boiled eggs to make like uh, Easter eggs and I had not boiled the eggs long enough. So oh, they, no. were, they were all runny and my cousins Ew. were all like, these eggs are disgusting that you made. They're like, they're not hard boiled. They're like soft boiled Easter eggs and you're terrible at Easter eggs. And so I was already like sad about that. And then our Easter egg hunt was rained out and then our basement flooded. And for some reason that uh, the river, like the little brook next to our house rose and that drove all of the rats into like our flooded basement. And so that day's entertainment was just um, 
setting rat traps in our basement and catching these ginormous rats. And I just remember that day, like my dad, like holding up like rats outside and like my cousins cheering, like, yay, got another one. Like, like 40, 50 rats that day. Ew! It was, it was. No, it couldn't have been that many. That's too many rats. I'm not even kidding you. Just rat after rat. And so I just remember like. They're supposed to be very smart. Many people reached out and were like, you should keep it as a pet. And I was like, I don't think that's the vibe. But thank you for that suggestion. I know. Yeah, they're just, you know, they really are. um, Yeah, they're obviously very smart and they can be very big. And yeah, so it's like whether you're in the city or whether you're in the country, if you have rats coming at you, they're coming at you. And there's not. Yeah. So I don't. But it's like sometimes it's like like spiders. I've talked myself into loving because I'm like they eat the things that want to sting me. Yeah, and very rarely do you get bit by a spider. You know what I mean? Yeah, rarely. Yeah, but so like spiders, I'm down with. Just like what do rats do? They just like spread disease and carry the plague. Yeah, I mean, I just do they do anything good? I don't know. That's a good question. If any rat experts are listening. I'm sure there's some rat people. Probably. And so I apologize for talking about uh, killing rats and The murder. The rat murder. Let's say what you did. Yeah, exactly. My dad. My dad did it. Oh, okay. Uh, I was just a child who didn't know how to boil eggs. Um, But yeah, I'm sure rats serve some earthly purpose. I'm not sure what it is. but and I know people do love rats. Uh, I just I don't like anything that's unpredictable, and mm. so you know, mm. and I just don't like anything that's uninvited into my space. So I would feel the same way about like a raccoon coming into my house, or like even a strange cat. I don't want a strange cat coming into my house. I wouldn't want a bear coming into my house. I wouldn't well, want- wait, wait, wait. Speaking of strange cats, I will say. That what we're going to talk about today, a strange cat was involved oh, in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we're tying it all together. Yeah, we're tying I'm it trying all to together. Make, yeah. I'm trying to make connections. Cohesive. Yeah. It's all connected. Trying it's to all... make this podcast make sense. Yeah. Not just for you and me. But for the but people. But also for, for our listeners. People, for our listeners. Yeah. So, you know, I... I I just don't like, I like, um, I don't like to be surprised by anything. And I feel like rats are always, always a surprise in my life. A surprise animal. I don't like a surprise animal. I don't like like a surprise animal either. Yeah. Wait, did I ever tell you about, (laughs) do you know, do you know my friend Heather Matarazzo, the actress Heather Matarazzo? I do know who that is. Yes. Okay. So Heather Matarazzo and I, we met when I was very, I was a very young writer on the Rosie O'Donnell show and she was a teenager and she was in a movie called Welcome to the Dollhouse. And she Which had- is a fucking genius movie. Genius movie. And um, she had also been on Roseanne. She was a young actress on the show Roseanne. I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. She was- What did she play? She was, uh, I think she was like a friend of DJ's on uh, Roseanne. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And so, but she was in Welcome to the Dollhouse. Um, I don't think she had been in the Princess Diaries yet. Uh, no. But- 
she was on uh, the Rosie O'Donnell show and we ran into each other backstage and I'll, I just never forget it because I had, um, do you remember when hard candy, the cosmetics line came out with, they were the first company to come out with like wild color nail polishes, funky colors. Yes. yes of course. And so I had blue nail polish on, which was very unusual for the time. And she came right up to me and was like, I love your nail polish. I've never seen blue nail polish before. And I was like, Oh, thanks. It's hard candy. And so we chatted backstage and I really, liked her and I thought she was such a cute kid and so um we were friendly then but the internet wasn't really a thing so we never stayed in touch um but I would see her when she came to the show and you know we're always happy to see each other and then one day we were uh I was walking in Chinatown in New York City and I saw who I thought was Heather from a distance and we were both older she was like a, a young woman now probably in her 20s and uh and I saw her from a distance and we saw each other and we were like excited to that we were walking toward each other. And so we're walking toward each other, getting excited to like meet on the street. And just as we met on the street in Chinatown, as we were about to open our mouths to talk to each other, we heard a weird noise from like the um, the awning above us, like a weird nope. like swishy nope. swishy noise. <laughs> And so we looked up and we saw like a shadow on the awning and then like the biggest, fattest rat just (laughs) (laughs) fell down, like skittered down the awning and fell down on the ground between us. And just then plopped like, just, in front of you, just plopped between us. And then then was like, and just like ran away. <laughs> oh my God. I kind of love that though. I feel like he was like as surprised as you were. He was so <laughs> surprised. And then we were both like, oh my God, did you just see that? Oh my God. Like that rat could have fell right on us. <laughs> and Ugh. then it was like really all we could talk about. And it just was like cast such a pall on our like, our meeting, our chance meeting on the street, and we just couldn't get over it. And it was, just- <laughs> and so Ew. we were just like, okay, bye, see you in another seven years. But the happy ending to the story <laughs> is that the internet was invented. The internet was invented, and we got back in touch, and now we're practically neighbors. And I see her, you know, now that the pandemic's over, I see her routinely, but I see her. I mean, that's on- amazing. Yeah, she was just at at my little birthday celebration the other day and it was delightful. But we we talk about the rat story every time we see each other and we're like, remember the rat? But also funny (laughs) and sounds like a cartoon. And that rat sounds like a rat I could get behind. That's all I'm saying. I feel like I'm on board with that rat. The rats in my kitchen squeaking, not so excited about those guys. The rats in your kitchen are probably descendants of that rat. No, no, Casey. <laughs> probably. He's probably like their no. great, great granddaddy. Maybe. <laughs> just none of them are five all the mouse. You know what I mean? No. Like they're all they're all just not that cute. This is what I'm saying. Um, we constantly personify these things and we're like, they're so adorable. Let's make a cartoon and like a like a an adorable pop culture uh empire surrounding how adorable vermin are. And then but when they're in our it. house, we don't love it. No, we want them to fuck out. <laughs> I need to learn to live with nature. I mean, I don't want to be like, I just need to learn to be a little bit better about it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, listen. Do I? There, Do it, I? It's like Maybe even not. one thing when you see one like walking by, but when you open your drawer and there's a bunch of shits on your favorite sweater, not the best. Ew. Yeah. Have when you ever that had that happen? happen? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, but you know the famous story about 
Michelle. The roof. Oh, no. Michelle's roof car. Rats. Yes, your Michelle, roof. Michelle's car had a, a a rat that moved in one winter, <laughs> and then in New York, and then in LA, we have something called roof rats, which are smaller than what you would think of when you think of a New York City sewer rat. Um, they're tiny. They almost look like mice, but they are rats. And we had like an infestation of them when Birdie was a baby baby. Um, And it was, it's the worst. It was the worst moment (laughs) of my life. It was like a horror movie when I discovered the next morning, just half eaten, like dolls, dolls in, Birdie had been sleeping in their crib the whole night. Had screamed a fair amount, but it was like during sleep training time. So I was like, I guess the kid just doesn't want to. And Birdie, you know, I've talked about was has never been. We never really could sleep train them. Yeah. But uh, but that was the one night where we were really trying to be strong and then went into the room the next day and there was like roof wrap poop everywhere, not in the crib. Thank God. I mean, I can't even I can't even tell you. There was some there was there were there were. There were um, the light team was just on overtime that that night because they were just roof rats away from Birdie. I'm sure they were just like surrounding the baby with their light powers with their (laughs) because when I tell you that the kid, the baby's room was like rat poop everywhere and like dolls with their actual faces chewed off. Oh, my God. It was a horror. It was a horror movie. I felt like, and I also just felt like the worst mother of all time. And then, of course, never Birdie never had a chance to ever sleep normally after that because then I was just like any peep they made, I just like ran in there and like scooped scooped Birdie up. Yeah, I mean, what are you supposed to do once your once your baby's room is overrun with roof rats? Yeah. I do feel sometimes, I'm not even kidding, I do sometimes feel like I need to get Birdie like spiritually healed from that experience. Like that on some unconscious level, it like imprinted. Oh, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. We don't know. Remember? I'll wait till, I'll wait till Birdie calls me when they're in their like early 30s or whenever and they're like, I did ayahuasca or whatever like the version of ayahuasca is. Yeah. You know, in yeah. the late, in the late thirties, twenty thirties, whatever, then the late twenty thirties, and and Bertie will be like, "I, mom, I did ayahuasca, and I remembered being a baby and looking out of my crib <laughs> and seeing all of these vermin running around the room and like calling for you, like I'm crying for you, and you don't come." <laughs> did that happen? And I'll be like, just listen to my podcast, episode 43. Yes. Yes, it happened. Oh, my gosh. At Busy Tonight, our studio was overrun, not with rats, but tiny mice. They were so gross. And they sometimes caused sound problems. They would just like one bit through like a light. Didn't right <laughs> while we were filming. I have no idea. I mean, I remember just all that. kinds of things, but I do know that one of our staffers was like, "I don't want to be a diva, but I'm on the bottom floor. I'm working on the bottom floor, and there are like mice like gathering in the area where I work. And I did have a childhood 
mouse experience that was very no. traumatic. Yes. Ugh. And so I need to be moved somewhere. Like it's it's still traumatizing for me and I need to not run into mice in my daily I'm course of beside working. myself. <laughs> Wait, let me ask you a question. Why do you keep clearing your throat? What's going on? Because I feel like that's what happens to me in L.A., and I want to know what's happening because oh, I feel like this is happening to you more and more. I have terrible allergies. You know that I'm allergic to every everything. Like, everything. I know, but like, but do you feel like it is? It has been worse since you've moved to LA. Oh no, I'm allergic to everything all the time, everywhere, no matter okay. where I am. Okay. Like I, I mean, I have the kind of allergies where like. My skin is allergic to everything, my everything. <laughs> like I have the kind of allergies where like my dad used to give me like would eat certain things and give me a kiss on my cheek and I would get like a welt on my cheek from whatever he was eating or you know, I'm allergic to a lot of things. I told you, do you about You have do you get like anaphylaxis? Like do you have to do you have to like have a EpiPen with you? No, it's never that bad. It's usually just like a skin reaction. I'm sure I told you about the spa story, right? About how I got sent to the spa and they put stuff all over me and then they like left me alone to relax in the dark and then I was like trying to call them and be like this is burning me. Um whatever you put on me is burning me. Um can you help? And then they were like flicked the lights on and we're like, um, you need to get in the shower right now. <laughs> and and I, your whole body was like bright red. I was covered in welts. And then they were like, you, can you, do you mind like going out like this other door, <laughs> like not walking out through reception? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. That is so bonkers, Casey. It was bonkers. But also I would have been like, no, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you did this to me. No. Ugh. I, okay, what? Let's see. We can't. I'm gonna say this. I can't really say what we're doing our best at this week because this is last week. We're always doing their best. Yeah. <laughs> it is my birthday. Yeah, I'm nervous. It's, it's your birthday. You're nervous about your birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm nervous. Okay, I was nervous that I. I was nervous that I got you a birthday gift, and I'm still nervous because I'm not sure how to deliver it to you. I was nervous because I got you a couple things because I wasn't convinced that anything would get here in time because of where things were coming from. And so one thing did Portugal, Portugal, not Portugal, but (laughs) not, not Portugal. What? Um, But I, one thing did arrive here in time, but still something else needs to be done to it to make it like acceptable. But I'm just trying to figure out how to do that. What's the best way to do that? And since you're personalization, yeah, it's like, I mean, not to like that. This is a me problem and it's making it less of a gift to even tell you about it on the podcast, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, also you're an adult. So, you know, I am an adult, you know, yeah, hold it up right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Give me I that present know. right now. Yeah. So I'm like, I, uh, I, I don't even know. Like it is, I, I'm one of those people where, uh, I feel like people say to me all the time, you're so hard to shop for. You're so hard. And I feel like that is just not true. I like so much stuff and I like anything. You saw my reaction to just that little shorts jumpsuit I just opened. No, it was exciting. Do you really want to see it? Sure. 
Do you? Wait, I'll kind of. Is that weird? I don't know. I'll try to cut it open. You can also wait because, you know, I do have to come. I have to come to Los Angeles like later this summer. So you could also just give it to me in person. I'm going to open this other package while I'm while I'm waiting. Okay. All right. Here's the part of the podcast where we open packages and you can't even see what the fuck we're opening. Nice. <gasps> it's like unboxing. <laughs> but you but can't without see it. the joy of seeing what the fuck it is. <laughs> That's exciting. What's this? Okay, look. Look how many stamps. <gasps> oh my gosh. That's how it arrived. Is it from Etsy? Is is it from is it a sign? Is it a sign? It's not a sign, but it is from Paris. <gasps> okay. Ooh, it's so cool. Have you seen it yet? Have you opened it yourself? Look at those stamps. You're going to have to take a picture of those stamps so we can post it. Oh, God, I just got so hungry, Casey. I may have Ray bring the chicken up. My chicken. All right, Casey's still unboxing, guys. Wait, I have another package. I went through a period of time, you know, where I ordered stuff on this shopping website called Moda Operandi. Do you know what that is? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, well, here's the trick. This is the trick with Moda. You order stuff, like you pre-order stuff from like the next season of designer's clothes or whatever. And you, and when you pre-order it, you like pay half at the time you do a deposit, not maybe it's not half. You do a, de- a deposit, and then when it comes out, they ship it directly to you, and you pay the other part or whatever. But that means that like I ordered this stuff literally like probably on set of Girls Five Eva, and then it shows up, and I'm like, I don't even remember ordering this bathing suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was like the summer collection. Oh, my God. And now here it is. And so then I try it on and I'm like, do I want to keep this stuff? Anyway. All right. So this is is, this is exciting. This is my birthday present. This is like super. It's never (gasps) been unrolled. So it's it's a rare version of like something that's more common, but it's a rare. I don't know. But it's never been unrolled. So I'm unrolling it for the first time and then it'll never roll back up again. So that'll be a part of the Wait, do you not want to do that? Because do you want to, is it, were you wanting to take it to get it framed? Yes. Is that what your idea was? But then then you're like, well, ship it to LA. We're halfway through it now. Let's just, you got to unroll, you got to unroll it. Maybe you ship it, maybe you ship it rolled to me and I'll just have it framed. No, no, no. I want to see it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I mean, maybe don't frame it in L.A. Oh. Shipping something framed is like, Stupid. that feels expensive. Doesn't it? Yeah. Just put it back in and add a bunch of stamps on top of those ones. Wait, this is so exciting. I've never had a birthday present reveal before. <laughs> Wait, where's my phone? I want to take a picture. Oh! <gasps> Is it David Byrne? Ah! I love it. Oh my God, that's amazing. Wait, that is amazing. By the way, I also did think it was your hand holding his face. I was like, that's weird. Why is Casey's hand so big? Wait, that's incredible. Whoa. Does it say something on the bottom or is it just his face? (gasps) It's my prized possession. Possession. Oh my God, I love it. Oh my God, where is, 
Where's it from? From France? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Casey, I love it. Thank you. Oh, my God. I anyway. love it so much. <laughs> you know, I've been dying. I've been trying to get like a, I wanted like a really good, like old David Byrne concert team, but. Well, it's funny. I called my friend Laura Levine, who's like a rock photographer, and she owns a shop in New York, in, but which isn't open. And I was asking her, like, do you have any photos of David Byrne from back in the day? And she was like, I don't know that I do, but then she she's amazing. But then she just got on other things. And then she was like, I actually have some like unseen photos of Prince that I have to show you whenever I get oh my around. God. To, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I totally need to see those. And then she was like, I'm going to try to think of like a good David Byrne gift um, for busy. Uh, and then, and I was like, when the shop reopens, I'm sure she'll want to go there and see what mm-hmm. you have. But, uh, but then I found that in the meantime. Dude, that is amazing. <laughs> I and love I it. it Thank such a you. Good, you're welcome. I thought it was such a good picture of him. Um, I just like the picture, even if Me it wasn't too. him. But yeah, it, um, I like the photographer that took that picture. His name is Chalky Davis, I think. Davis? I don't know. I like anyone named Chalky. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, well, that was fun and a little bit different. Um, so... Here's what we are going to talk about today, guys. We don't have a guest co-host. We did talk to the wonderful, we interviewed the wonderful Katie Storino. Yes. Um, She has a new book out called Body Talk. If you don't follow her on Insta, highly recommend. She created Mega Babe and all the products within that line. Um, If you're not familiar with those. Also, again, highly recommend. Yes. Um. But her Instagram is like, it's such a valuable, like a lot of people are like, oh, what am I doing on Instagram? Like, I feel like I waste so much time scrolling Instagram and like, it's just a waste of time. I really, I want to say this about Katie. I find that her Instagram is a valuable thing in my feed. Like for me personally, I find that it's it's valuable. Like she's doing a valuable service and, um, her products are, are amazing. They're, they're great products. And I'm sure that you see them on your store shelves. You probably own some of them, but her Instagram is full free. And so, um, and it's just like, it's a valuable thing to put in your eyeballs and, um, it's great food for thought all of the time. And so, uh, I just get a lot out of it. Me too. I love it. That's how we became friends. Yeah. Um, and and I really enjoyed the book. Did yeah. you get it yet? I, have I it haven't gotten it. I'm like, I'm, I have it sending to you. It's coming to you. It's coming towards you. <laughs> I haven't read the book yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. I know I have such a pile of great books to read um, piling I up. I know, me too. Yeah. There's so many. And we just keep having people on, more and more people on who've written books or just written books or have books. And I'm like... Everybody slow down with the books. <laughs> a lot of books. I'm trying to catch up. It's great news. I mean, I guess that makes sense because there was a pandemic and that's the thing that people could do when there was a when there was a pandemic is write a book. So That's ma- cool. I didn't, did you? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write a book for myself no. in the pandemic. Yeah. That's I no. did not do that. Mm-mm. Um Well, we thought it would be a good episode since we're doing it the week before. We can't really speak to any 
current events that are happening, if anything's happening. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Can't even tell you any funny Disney World stories because I'm not back yet. Yeah. I mean, I will be by the time you're listening to this, but whatever. The point is, we thought it would be a good time to do our medium recap. Yeah. <laughs> so first, well, why don't we why don't we listen to our talk with Katie now? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we'll come back. And then okay. maybe we'll we'll set up the the chat with the medium. Enjoy. This summer, get the most out of your travel abroad because you guys are getting out there. I know you are. By learning the language of your destination with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app from ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy. With bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world, Babbel is a can't miss travel essential. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind. That means things you're going to say in everyday life. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over a hundred language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. Who doesn't want to learn to speak another language? With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. The big four, we call them. I don't know. (laughs) Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you're going to get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code BEST. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com code BEST for an extra three months free. Beekeepers Naturals. <laughs> Guys, Beekeepers Naturals. We are obsessed. Love it. We love it. When it comes to feeling 100% or even just close to that, we need to have a proactive, not reactive mindset around our health and our well-being. And that's why Beekeepers Naturals is disrupting the traditional medicine cabinet by creating nature-powered formulas that work to support your immune system, your brain health, and your energy levels every single day. Their products don't include shady additives or unnecessary chemicals, just nature-sourced ingredients like bee propolis, elderberry, chaga mushroom, and royal jelly. Royal jelly, I think, is the key. I love it. Um, It's also a female-founded company. You know how we feel about that. Love it. Founder Carly Stein was inspired to reinvent the medicine cabinet when she discovered propolis, a powerful ingredient that bees use to protect their hive from germs. If you're not a fan of propolis, you don't know about it yet, let me tell you something. Get on board because (laughs) it is amazing. Carly, 
her own story is that she had struggled with low immunity her whole life. And propolis was the first medicine that actually made her feel like her health was in her hands, um, which is the experience that inspired her to tackle modern health issues from stress-based low immunity to brain fog and energy through ingredients found in nature. I've been using the Beekeepers Naturals Bee Immune Propolis Throat Spray. I love it. Yeah. I, it, I keep it in my purse. Yeah. It really helps me when I'm having, where I was just complaining about my allergies. It really helps like keep that scratchy throat at bay for me. Yes. And I keep, uh, I, I like the Royal Jelly, like the energy, the bee energy. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I love that. Those little shots. Um, today, Beekeepers Naturals is offering an exclusive offer to our listeners. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash busy or enter code busy at checkout and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash busy. Start feeling better every day, today. You can also find Beekeepers Naturals nationwide in over 2,000 stores like Target, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. But get it online so we get credit. (laughs) Guys, what a joy. What a delight. My online friend who we finally had an in-person meet-cute she is, I lo- I was like so flattered years ago when you featured me in Supersize the Look. It was like, truly, I felt like I'd made it <laughs> in my life. And Katie Strino, if you guys don't follow on Insta, you should. Um, but she's the founder of Mega Babe. And surely you have at least one Mega Babe product in your bathroom whether it's the um what's the thigh rub called that I love thigh rescue thigh rescue when we like met we were meeting for coffee but then the coffee place had closed so we just sat there and didn't drink anything um which felt right uh (laughs) and now you can add professional author book author right to your title body talk (laughs) How to Embrace Your Body and Start Living Your Best Life is now a veil. It's like part memoir, part self-help, part workbook. How would you describe it? You're laughing. You're laughing at me already. <laughs> what do you think? I'm laughing. It's your I'm presentational, laughing. presentational voice. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's exactly what it is. They the, When the people came and said, you should do a book, I was like, no one needs my story. I think there's, I don't think that's what the people needed from me. I wanted to provide something that people could actually take and do work offline and really focus on themselves and use, use parts of my story as inspiration, but really do the work on themselves. Well, because I think what's so great about your Instagram and you're, you're very big in the, you know, I guess what people, it's body positivity, body Acceptance, acceptance. Ad- I know it's, all, it's very there's very minor differences. Yes. Okay. What is the what is the difference? Do you know? I mean, you do. What do we do? I do. What is yeah, the, the, what is, the what do I difference say? between? So I say body <laughs> acceptance because okay. body, but the 
Body acceptance is all about accepting the body you have right now, just today as you are. Yeah. Body positivity is more about staying positive and being like, you know, have you ever seen people paint their stretch marks on the internet? Like paint them with the tiger stripes or no, but um, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Like there's, yes, there's, there's, that's like going to a level where I don't need anyone to get to for me. That's my choice. And my, my body, my body journey is more about like, okay, yeah, I got cellulite. Like, let's move on. Like we're not, we don't necessarily have to like draw hearts around it. There we go. But we're just like, it is what it is and it's fine. And it's like, it is, it's me. Yeah, it is is what it it is. Let's move on. That's Mm -hmm, exactly mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. I'm into that. I like that because sometimes I get a little bit like, it's hard for me. It's just, I mean, it's all fucking hard. We've talked, I mean, we talked about this in person. I, we talk about this on the podcast. It is a thing that I think, especially women our ages-ish, have long struggled with. Just like it's so much easier to be nice to your friends about their bodies and appearance than it is to be nice to yourself. And what the fuck? Yeah, What's up with we're that? Very ru- <laughs> we're very rude to ourselves, I would say. Um, and that is the first step. So there's a whole quote, quote unquote program in the book. And one of the first things to, you do is to recognize the negative shit that you say to yourself and then start to turn those interactions with yourself in the mirror into positive ones, not necessarily Wait, focused around your body, but, but tell me, tell me, cause I love this. I love following you on Instagram. I feel like honestly, I want, I want you to know this. I didn't tell you this the other day when we were hanging out just as friends, but now we're on this podcast. So I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I feel like following you has helped change my brain in the way that I treat myself about my body. That's a it, really big compliment. It's true though, Katie. I've, struggled with it for a really long time. I was told for many, many years that what I was and how my body was was unacceptable to what I was trying to do in the world, be on television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. P.S. Yes. That's the thing. You picked a very and tough place for that. Yes. Especially at the time that I picked to enter into that biz, the 90s and early 2000s were fucking rough on young women. Um and their bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that even just like the other day when I saw you doing the um, sort of like tutorial on how to like stop yourself in the middle of negative talk is mm-hmm. amazing. Will you tell, will you explain it to our audience? Yes. First of all, again, thank you. That is really kind. And that means a lot. And I think that something that we misunderstand as women that is that um, thin women feel fine about their bodies and that bigger women are the ones who struggle with body image. And I have found it to be absolutely untrue. And it is just unfortunately women of all sizes and men too, but, but really women. Um, so one of my one of my recommendations is that when you're in the mirror and you start to do the familiar the familiar thing um, and say oh my thighs oh my stomach my arms whatever it is that you just have to nope yourself you've got to stop it you got to just <laughs> see it and stop it and give nope. it a nope nope yep it's a nope nope and I'm gonna stop it and now I'm going to say this shirt is the best fucking shirt 
on the planet. I love it. I love that I own it. And now I'm going to go on with my day. So it's, it's much more just about like stopping the interaction, pivoting and moving away from it um, towards something positive. And it doesn't need to be about your body. Well, and it sometimes isn't like a lot of times people, I feel like we get, people get fixated on things that you're like, wait, what? You're, it's your what? Huh? No, what's wrong? What? I never even noticed that about you. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's like this. It's people find the craziest details. Not that not crazy, but we fixate on these things that only we can see or think are bad. It's the same reason why you have women wearing pants in the middle of August because they're scared to show their arms or legs. And and for what? Well, I, I had know. a real you, Katie, you don't have um, children. No. Um, but one thing that was a real like punch in the face. <laughs> is, that a, is that a good way to think? Yes. <laughs> to me yes. was when Birdie was very, very little. And of course we lived in Los Angeles and summertime came around and the amount of moms that I would invite over for swim pool dates who would hide under various layers of clothing and then say things like, out loud in front of our children, like, oh, nobody wants to see me in a bikini. Oh, no, I I can't do that to any, you know, whatever. Like they would just have this like jokey self-talk about their bodies. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go, even if I don't feel it, I'm going the opposite way. I'm Mm -hmm. putting on the smallest bikinis I can find Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like prancing around Mm -hmm. all the time at the pool and not saying a fucking word because I didn't mm-hmm. want these kids to, you know, take internalize these messages. And because also kids look at their moms and their moms are perfect, no matter yes. what shape their moms are. Yes. They're their moms. And yes. they're like incredible. Anyway. And they're that's picking like, up all that. They're picking yes. up all that dialogue that you say. But yeah. that was like a thing that I was like, that was like almost like performative for my kids. But the negative self-talk, I would still look in the mirror and do the thing. But I'm really working on the noping now. Nope. I like that. I, and also, away, I, and I like really that you had that it. conscious. I, I like that you had that conscious choice. You made that conscious choice to not do that. And it's what's so funny. Uh, oftentimes, those women that you see at the pool who are covered and don't want to subject anyone to their bikini body, uh, they're they're they are actually the physical ideal that is being pushed at us through media and through Hollywood. And that is what's so fucked up is that if these women who are, are the sizes that Hollywood wants you to be, can't even accept their bodies, what, what, what hope does anyone have in the world? Which is like why it's all ridiculous. I just also like, I do think that there's, I've, I've felt an increase in, in men and my, Mm -hmm. my male friends, uh, both gay and straight, um, who've been sort of fixated on their bodies of late, like the last mm-hmm. couple of years. And I feel like it's just a thing that we all collectively need to mm-hmm. start to reject. Yes. We need to educate our, our boys on how to talk about women's bodies for sure. And about peers bodies. Cause I think boys are supposed to be made fun of and just kind of take it and that's it. Um, and I hope that that's changing. I don't think it is based on my reports back from people with kids. I think people are, I think kids are still pretty mean about people's bodies. Um, I, I think, but I, I would also say that um, men, 
do need attention in this area. It's just that it's like maybe I these numbers are made up, but maybe 40% of men have a body image issue, but 99.9% of women have body image issues. I don't yeah. know a woman, you know, I just, yeah. I don't know a woman who shows up a hundred percent there. Jonah Hill recently wrote that really interesting mm. Instagram post about how he had been afraid to, you know, go into a pool like his entire life, I think without mm-hmm. a t-shirt on, um, which I, I found to be, you know, really refreshing that a guy was speaking out. I have um, young, young men, sons who are, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's a conversation that we've ever had, but certainly have been around young people. I think it's a thing because I'm certainly one of those women who I, I'm never like, nobody wants to see me in a bathing suit, but I'm definitely not like going to a pool party and getting into a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a very private exercise for me if the swimming's not private because I'm just not there. So I mm. think like there needs to be, there definitely needs to be some type of re education and it needs to be super, super gentle. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so okay. No, I'm no like, one needs to bark at you about yeah, it. So I, yeah. So I, like, um, have talked about like having, uh, like all girls swim parties or whatever, you know, with friends like, oh, maybe we'll get a pool and like swim like three friends together or something like that'll be fun with no kids or guys around. Like maybe we'll do that. We'll see. We'll see I how it goes. I love that. Progress. Will you wear your swimsuit around your house? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I just got a couple cute ones. We'll see. We'll see how okay. it goes. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, I think maybe when no one's home, I don't know if ever, anyone's ever not home, but um, yeah, I think that that's one thing that I tell people to do is wear that fear clothing or whatever the thing yeah. you're, you're hung up on, wear it around the house and see what happens. Yeah. That's why I love when you do like the supersize my look and I love supersize my look because you know you look good when you recreate those looks you know what I mean and that's that's really helpful is that you know to just see like oh obviously this woman that we know that's famous like looks wonderful in this look but then you yes. recreate this look and you look good too and so that's great for me to see Yes. And it's funny, like over the years now, I feel like you less have to do, you have to do it less. But I remember several years ago, you would always have to be like, reminder, this isn't Every a time. competition. Yeah. This isn't who wore it better. This is just an outfit that looks cute that maybe you're like, I could never wear that because I'm not a size two and I'm just showing you. Yes, you can actually wear the thing. Like, I think that there are all of these arbitrary rules that women have been taught, in quotation marks. Cricket mm-hmm. loves using a fake, you know, the uh, air quotes. So it's and, very Seinfeld. Oh, well, it's so funny. And now I'm doing it because I think Cricket's been doing it so much. It's like cracking my shit yeah. up. But. Cricket also is seven and uses them totally incorrectly. She's like, mom, I was playing Roblox. I'm like, that's what it, it is actually just called. It's called Roblox. You don't need the air quotes. There needs it, but okay. to be, I think she's using them for emphasis and there needs to be yes. a sign for emphasis. Like, like I don't know italics, what it is. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like it's jazz like, hands. Or, jet, wait, yeah. we just both did it at the same time. That's what it is. It's jazz hands. <laughs> that might be what it is. Okay. So anyway, um, 
I think that we've been taught all of these arbitrary rules. Um, no white jeans if you're not a size two. Mm-hmm. No stripes if you're over a six. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the stupid ass things that get into our brains have been. And I love that you're just like constantly dismantling that. And also I love make my size, hashtag make my size when you call out brands for their like lack of extended sizes or their claim that they have extended sizes. And then you're like, hey guys, um, this 3XL is legit a size 10, you know, (laughs) like, which can be, because that's like, it can be a real upsetting moment for a person. It's my pet peeve, Katie. It's my pet peeve. I'm so happy you're doing the Lord's work. And also when a brand makes a big deal about how they do extended sizes now, and then you rush to the website and it's like a gray t-shirt, an olive t-shirt, a pair of black leggings. And I'm like, oh, fucking thanks a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I I will say, I'm going to say three things. One, Busy, the fact that you and I are wearing this exact same shirt right now never happens. It's such a rarity for me to be able to like actually wear the same clothes um, as people who style it, I really love. Uh, and and when I'm doing super size the look, I can so rarely find the same exact same thing that people are wearing mm-hmm. because it just doesn't exist in my size. Um, and three... I do every I do say it every time about the competition thing because one I think that our brains are wired to look at two bodies and say and declare a winner and and um two I I hate the negative shit talking that happens about the thin person's body then and it's like you're a real woman and I'm like no that's not what this is this is not Ooh, a thin that's a really thing. Good, that's actually a yeah. really fucking good point yeah yes cuz then people think it's okay to talk shit if someone is small and i'm like no that's not this e- that's not what this is either truly i mean it is it is interesting just dismantling the idea that it's always a thing that we need to talk about you yeah. know like that a person's body is worthy of debate. conversation yeah. yeah yes why it's, right it's right and you i was like ta- i did I like comment on your Instagram? I remember I had this like a couple of weeks ago. You were, or I don't, months ago. What is time? What is you time? You had a post, you had a post where you were like, it was like talking about Gwen, the, the headlines, all the clickbait headlines were about oh. like Gwyneth Paltrow's like gaining weight because she ate carbs or something over yeah. the quarantine. And I feel like part of what is so difficult is that those publications know they get the clicks on it. So, even if you try to deflect as the person being interviewed, oftentimes the deflection even will make the headline. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, right. cause that they just want, they just want the clickbait. So they're like trying for it in any way that they can. And one thing I've started to do is actually just say to the reporter like when they ask me questions about my body, um, I think that we really are at a point where we should be moving on from these kinds of conversations. And the best way to do that is um, to ask different questions. I love that. I love that. And sorry to put the sorry to put the responsibility on. It on sucks. It's hard. Hollywood women, but that yes. yes. 
But it's also like, and I said to you, like, it's hard to remember that in, in day, you know, in day two of press and hour eight, you know, when somebody is like, what was your, what was your eating and drinking? Like, what was your diet like during production or whatever? And it's hard not to just go back into the default of like, oh, well, I, uh," you know, it's a trap. It's, it's a trap. So, it's, it's so a, it's a, a fucking trap. And it's a it's a habit. It's like a years long habit and it's so easy to fall into and we all fall into those conversational traps and old habits and you know. And and it's a habit for journalists too, you know. Yes. And it's a habit when you see someone that you haven't seen in a long time and we're about to embark on this the summer of love. Yes. <laughs> It's a habit to say, you look amazing. You look amazing. Your body, you've lost so much weight. What you have you look done? incredible. What have you been doing? So and so, what are some is, other things we can say? I, it is a rule for me to only ever say, it is nice to see you. I'm so happy to see your face. Okay. Katie, That's do you great. have anything? Yes. I love that. Um, no body comments for sure. And I think it's more about complimenting. If you need to throw someone a compliment, make it about clothes or something mm. that is, if you need to throw a physical comment out there, which I, I know love, is a habit for us. It is. I love so, commenting on clothing though. Cause you know, I am get like a, a get real a, cl- Yeah. Great shoes. Person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you, mm-hmm. yes, I agree. Yes. Yeah, so what get, is that get mascara? <laughs> How about that one? What's that First mascara? Of all, I love it. I just want you to know that I just thought that you commented on my mascara. And I was like, thank <laughs> you for It is great it mascara. It's great. <laughs> what is it? What is it? No, well, now we need to know. And you have, well, I'm, I I took do- Dr. Laura Devgan's like lengthening one. And then I put brand cosmetics over it, which is like Ooh. a fattening one. So I did both. Lengthening right. and fattening. And yeah. fattening. She yes. wants it all, folks. Yes. Listen, want okay. Katie, uh, you're such a delight, and I I just adore you. Let's discuss a little bit the pivot of you, which yeah. is how we're even sitting here talking to you. Um v into pivoting. You are V into pivoting. <laughs> yeah. So I am. H- how did you how did you become essentially like an influencer and then an entrepreneur or maybe you were an entrepreneur first and then an influencer. Well, I don't even you know. Tell me, I mean, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I started a PR company when I was 25 years old and it was called Tinder. What? <gasps> yes. I was Tinder before Tinder, Tinder In- PR <laughs> straight up because I Tinder is actually the smallest piece of wood you need to start a fire, right? There's like yeah. all these different levels of wood, right? So I was like, that's brilliant. I'm just a small little company with start a fire. Oh, And my then God. Um, I think two years later, the app launched. And I remember getting texts about it and people were like, there's a dating app called Tinder. And I was like, no. well, that's not going to stick around. That's not a thing. <laughs> no. People want to meet in person. So um, I ended up changing my name because I got so many emails from people. It was so sad from people who couldn't find matches. I'm dead serious. (laughs) They found my email address on the webs and they would be like, I haven't had a match. What am I doing wrong? And I'm like, oh, this is sad. Were you ever tempted to give advice? Did you? I was very tempted to give (laughs) advice. And I was like, hang in there. (laughs) 
You My husband has the, shares a name with a, a big department store, and sometimes he gives customer service advice too. That happens as well. <laughs> you just lit, you kind of like get into the role. You have to, yeah. So I was doing PR, and then I had um, I had two rescue King Charles Spaniel dogs, and one of them I knew I saw, I saw she was a star, and I also <laughs> saw at the same time that um, Instagram was becoming mm. a place. And and I'm going to tell you something and not to be like, I'm a person who does you know the thing before the people. But I went to the Instagram headquarters in 2011. I like took toast there and I was like, hello, I'm in San Francisco and I'm just going to meet with like your social like representatives. And I was like, you, I'm like, yeah, you know, we're starting to get sponsorships. Like this is what we're doing. Like this is what would be helpful. And it was like two nerds who sat there and were like, yeah, the platform's more for like social connecting. I mean, they didn't even get it. I was like, it's fine. This took like six years for you finally to catch on, like bring <laughs> Eva Chen in. But um, anyway, so I, I, I was like, Toast is going to be a star. Dog social is coming. And um, I started pitching her out like she was a client. I had, I, the first thing I did is I had, um, I had an outfit made for her from a woman on Craigslist who um, she made an outfit that looked like the her moving poster with Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we did a side by side and I like pitched that out to press and I was like, it's Oscar <laughs> season. Like toast is dressing like all your favorite Oscar movies. Um, and everyone was like, this is crazy. Don't email me. Um, <laughs> but it, so it took a long time to get there, but I think about two years in, we find we, we like, we were rolling. Toast was one of the first dog influencers. She was the model for Karen Walker eyewear, like a whole <gasps> campaign. Wow. They had they had a person with a fan just for her tongue. The photos are beautiful. And um she wrote um she wrote a book called Toast Hampton with Harper Collins. And um she got married on Real Housewives of New York. I she remember. had like a yes, yeah, she had a yes. Ramona singer. We have major beef. You don't even know who I am, but I'm ready to fight you. Um, yeah, so I, there was a lot that she did so much and, and she was on billboards too across the country. See, I'm just right back into that doggager role. Um, (laughs) toast walked so grumpy cat could run. I mean, tell grumpy cat that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Toast (laughs) iconic, an iconic, an iconic animal. Yes. Tongue out. Tongue An out. Icon. Yes. A New York icon. A New York icon. So, yeah. I, so I was on a NARS shoot with Toast. Oh, my God. Let that settle in. Yeah. And the editor there, I was like, okay, I'm just going to take my shot here and just tell her that I would love to be featured at some point if they ever did a curvy girl dressing series. And she said yes. So I did that. And now if we're talking about pivoting. So... I was doing PR maybe 50-50 with Toast. And then um, I ended up starting the 12-ish style because I wanted to help women um, who were like a size 12-ish get dressed, find clothes that worked and you know find out like which piece in Eero might fit their body. Um, and then that started, that took off like almost right away because there was really nothing out there like it with the, type of clothing and I don't know it, it was I think it was unique at the time and then you were like um, filling a hole uh, in, you're, yeah, I, yeah. Katie let's I let's be real I 
now I know I'm not a plus or what I mean a person that wears a size <laughs> yes I got it yeah you're, over yes whatever you're, yeah but however my older sister is oh. and has been our whole fucking lives and it, as has my mother and I have been through the trauma of like wanting you know my mom and my sister like wanting to wear cute clothes look great and my mom be and my mom saying things like well in the fat lady section mm. you're mm-hmm. only you're relegated to three mm-hmm. items mm-hmm. <laughs> like true. you know just like my whole life i was well aware I love that, that you it knew about it. Fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. And when you would go to Dillard's, it was like hidden in the corner, mm-hmm. and you had legit three options, and they mm-hmm. all were stretchy leggings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that just changed. It's not. It hasn't yeah, been changed for a long time. It's just part, changed. You're a yeah. huge part of the collective shift in the awareness of brands and designers to offer more. I just don't think that I, I think that two things happened. I think that fashion was still under the umbrella of like Kate Moss, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And I think also there was just a lack of awareness at those tables of people Mm -hmm. making decisions. Like those, those two things combined, I think to just give really bad options for people above a size 10. So forever, forever. Yeah. So, so you start at 12 ish, mm-hmm. started 12 ish and it is like kind of a hit, right? It's a hit. It's a hit. So now I've, I'm going to pivot out of PR and I'm going to head towards 12 ish. The dog stuff starting to die down. Okay. We've got a lot. The dog game has changed. The young talent is like very aggressive. It's a a new, (laughs) it's a new game out there. So we, we leaned into 12 ish style. And again, it started as a place where people could get, get shopping tips, but it quickly Mm -hmm. evolved into a place of like body acceptance for all sizes. And community. Do you think it's in the community? Yes. Um, And then I did that for about two years before I started Mega Babe. Okay. So, so Mega Babe was, is another pivot. Mm-hmm. Yes. But what was the, what was the like impetus behind launching the products? Like well, it I've just never, was, what? I never made products before. So I had no idea how to do this, but I, every season I would talk to my girls on the internet and say, what are we going to do for chafe season? And every time I'd, I'd end up out on the street with like fresh balls for her, a real product. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm so sorry. It's a, it's a, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is that every product out there for Chafe at that time was for men or athletes or was disgustingly, runners, runners. embarrassingly mm-hmm. named like fresh ball. I'll say it again. Fresh balls for her. <laughs> oh my god. I know. That 
I know. So I, so I was like, there has to be something better. There wasn't something better. And, uh, I ended up like, I went to a bunch of labs. I was like, this is what I'm looking for. They were like, honey, if you don't put anti-cellulite cream in it, no one's going to buy it. That's not a real problem. Even like my family was like, are you sure this is like a thing? I'm like, yeah, yes, it's a thing. Um, so Oh, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. So I and I, also back to like, not just like lots of people chafe. You yes, don't have it's to not be a like thing. You, it's not a size thing. You don't have to be yes. like a size fucking whatever no. to chafe. I have had my fair share yeah. of thigh chafing it's a moments. Normal human body thing that happens to us, and I have been. I've had. I, I'm still screaming about that because I feel like people don't don't get it, but. um yeah, we we ended up launching Mega Babe with Thigh Rescue and our Bust Us, which is our talc-free powder. Let me be very clear about that for boob sweat. Um, and we launched both of those products together and sold out of our minimum order of units, which was 10,000 of each kind, which is a lot of units um, to be in your parents' garage. Uh, <laughs> we, we sold out of that um, before the first month of summer. So before the end of June that first year. That's incredible. What year was that? 2017. 2017. To be clear, I don't remember. People make me remember this date. Okay, great. I mean, last year. Well, I mean, this is hard right now to remember what years are, months are. No, that's amazing. And then everybody that told you it's not a thing, (laughs) what did you say when you sold out? Dunked on them. I don't know. I just was (laughs) like, I was like, yeah, it is a thing. I just felt very right. Right. I, I think it was just one of those moments where I get to be, where I got to be like, yeah, see, I'm not alone. And these women aren't alone. And this is normal. And the messaging and the shit that we've been dealing with is not normal. So, OK, so let me ask you this, because I think this is useful for people to know. Okay. Um, this is the thing that my therapist and I talk about Let's do what it. your success. Essentially. Has a great deal to do with your openness to your own ideas, whether Mm. or not they're perceived by others to be wonky at the time. Toast. Let's be honest. Even the guys at Instagram were like, what are you doing? That's not, this isn't a thing. Yeah. Mega babe. People were giving you the side eye. So where does that come from for you? And when, and when something sort of shows up for you and you're like, oh, I need to do X and people are like, that's not a great idea. How do you know to stay the course with your own like intuition and how do you stay tapped into that? Well, that gets easier when you find success with it. So now that's easy to do, but I would say that is just something that I, what is it? I guess I'm willing to look silly, be wrong, not take myself so seriously. I'm not sure what it is, but I think that there's that there's a different characteristic with maybe it's entrepreneurs, I don't know, um, that are willing to be out there in a way that isn't safe or you can be judged or I'm I'm not I'm not sure what it is. Really. Because but, did you I mean like did you just feel you know? like, well, what's the worst that could happen? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what's the worst that could happen with Mega Babe was my sister and I joking about how my parents, we would have to like haul this stuff out of their garage in two years. And like, right. so that's, that's the thing. So yes, there's a, what's the worst that can happen is, um, why not? Right. Why not you? Why not this? Why not that? That's, I think my attitude about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Because yes. I've heard you say like you're an ideas person. And I really think of myself as an ideas person. I love ideas. It's the funnest part of yeah. life. I can think yeah. of ideas all the live long day. But I also think of you as an execution person, which I really mm. admire. Because like Busy's saying, like you really, you know, you take an idea and you bring it down the line. And so like you were mm. saying with Toast, at first people were like, yeah, nobody cares about your dog in an outfit, but then you kept it up for like two years, you said. So can I ask you a question about, have you ever had an idea that people continued to not care about? And at what point were you like, nobody's ever going to care about this idea. Let me give up on it. Has that ever happened? I give up. I have given up on a lot of things. Okay. What makes you decide to like jettison an idea? (sighs) It's a great question because I, I an idea, you know, and as you know, as an ideas person, you have a lot of ideas. Yes. Right? Millions. Yes. You can't do them all. So there was, I think it's more in the beginning, time. Here are some, here are some reasons I don't do things. Time is mm-hmm. one. I don't have the time to actually bring something over the, over the finish line to yeah. like make the idea happen. That's a big problem for me right now is is that because there's so many other things I would like to do that I don't do. Yeah. Um, I would say that money is another reason. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. because like I wanted to start this ice cream shop that had want like all the special flavors from states around the country. Like it, they all were there. So it was like all all the small, all the small flavored ice cream. Cause the ice cream shops here, we have a lot of work to do with like good ice, you know, getting better ice cream shops. Well, LA, LA is, LA kills it. I have to say, you know that, right, Katie? Yeah. You guys have salt and straw. The best. Yes. Yes. That's the best. best, Right. I get it. But we, I need like, I need, I need other ice cream options. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so, but. Could I do that? Sounds like a really big lift. You got to like get financing, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't end up doing that. Will I still do that in the future? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I wanted to do a book called Mirror Face, uh, where you show people, you know, everyone has a mirror face. Yeah. It's like a weird, constipated fart face, like that yes. everyone thinks is their best face. Um, and I wanted to do a book of mirror faces. Like, so you can see they're not all winners. It's yes. just, this is, <laughs> I also way, I want, do you know that I know Michelle's mirror face so well? <laughs> I could do I could do my impression of Michelle's mirror face. See? Like, like it I is it? Okay, ready? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> see? This one is the be... weirdest. Yeah, it's you got that's like so severe. It's it very is... funny. So fucking funny. And every time she does it, I was like, is it looking good? Is that, yeah. is is that, that looking good? Is that how looking you look good over best? there? That's yeah. how you look your best? Okay, yeah. honey. So it's like I have pictures of her. I'm gonna like this is not for public consumption, but I will show you a picture of her. I took a picture one time because I was like, I just have to like, I have to have this for me. Like it is the way I know my best friend best is this mirror face that she constantly will has done since we were twenty. 
fucking years old. Yes. The same mirror face. Yes. I love the mirror face idea. But maybe that is like just like an Instagram account. Or so, oh, maybe. So it's probably like a combination of like marketability and like continued interest and continued interest is big for and me. time. Yeah. And okay. time. Okay. So that those are the those are the profitability also. Like how long is it gonna take before this thing becomes right. lucrative? Mm-hmm. Uh, leave you with my final thing that I still think is a thing. It's called Why Wisconsin. It's an Instagram account I started like four years ago because I actually think everything in Hollywood connects back to Wisconsin. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, I don't know. There what are. is it? What is it? I don't know. It's just uh, like I was just, I started off by just showing different like movies with random references to Wisconsin. And then that it comes, that becomes hard to like get those clips or get the things. And then I was like, this could be a great game. It's not. It's like six degrees of Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon but yeah. It's yeah. Six yes. degrees of Wisconsin. Yeah. I know. But it didn't, um, yeah. Didn't so now you, you're asking you. for failed ideas. <laughs> Here they oh are. Oh my God. Yeah. I tried to build an app called Do I Look Good in This Color that was just like, <laughs> any color you could choose any color and it just had a hole in it that you put your face in the middle and then you could just see like how your face looked in that color I like that. and I got so far in the app building like I was trying to actually build the app myself and then I just like crapped out on the tech part because I can't like I can't even I can't but the only thing that resulted from it is that like I let my husband look at like the prototype of like how far I got and now every time I go to wear yellow he's like "Mm." (laughs) remember remember Oh, and he's oh, like, maybe, maybe like wear it on the lower half. Cause remember your app and <laughs> how, how you looked in yellow and you didn't like it. <laughs> Great. So you just have an in home. You now just have an in home. Do I look good in this expert. color? Or no, yeah, you expert. just have an expert. It's like, yeah. he's only basing it on how unhappy I was when I looked at myself <laughs> in that yellow hole. And I was like, Oh my God. It's very funny. It's not good. It is super funny. It is so weird. It is so fucking weird. Um, so like when you're thinking future thinking, looking forward at your company, what are you like? I guess this is like a an addendum to Casey's question. Do you write your ideas down? Do you keep like notes? Do you have notebooks? Like, how do you like? How do you organize, categorize, and like prioritize? Organization is a real problem for me. Me too. Same. Yeah. Um, do you have ADD? Not diagnosed. Sure, well, I do. Well, of course not, because women are never diagnosed with neurodivergent things mm-hmm. because we're women and we like smile through everything mm-hmm. and we like do our hardest to please, and then doctors are like, "You're just depressed." We also mm-hmm. cope really well with everything. We cope great. Yeah. Sure. But mm-hmm. cope and cover really well. Cope and cover is the name of the game, Oof. I think. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the name of your book, Casey? <laughs> cope and cover. Um, okay, so 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 organization is hard for you. So how do you like prioritize and make sure that you're staying on track? I um I've got my little, I mean, I'm basically 
I don't know. I'm like a fifth grader. I've got like my notebook and I write my- I love I write, notebooks. Yes. I love notebooks. Because you know that, you know, with a brain like this, you can't necessarily type a list because I'll forget it. It's more like I need it on paper. And I have then, to write things down. Yes. I got to write them down. And then mm-hmm. um, that's my, that's how I keep my day organized every day. But, um, and, and some of my long-term thoughts, but um, I'm not great at organization. I think it's more about having, I work with a lot of type A people mm-hmm. and those people help me stay organized. Okay. And get mad at me frequently. But so, <laughs> do they really? Yeah. I feel like people get mad at me too. Yeah. My inbox know. is at like 855 and I'm like, how, I, I'm, yeah, you know how it is. I, I don't know. Do you feel like they love you? They get mad at yes. you with love? Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes. They, ma- they get mad at me with love. They're okay. like, did you see that email? I'm like, you know, I didn't see this email. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, by the yeah. way, I never, like, I don't even know sometimes when I'm walking into things what they are. No. I'm that like, also is annoying to people. Yeah, it yes. really is. Let me tell you something. They're yes. like, how do you not, how are you not prepared for this? I'm like, well. Because well, you're like, do you know what I've done today? Yeah, and I just didn't, I didn't read all of the email. And it's certainly not if there was a fucking attachment. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, I feel really seen right now. Yeah, I don't that. have time for a fucking seen. attachment. I no. did a thing, you guys, on Friday at the Tribeca Film Festival and it was like a thing, an ask that had come like literally two months ago for me to moderate a panel with Tina Fey, Robert Carlock, Jeff Richmond, and Meredith Scardino, like a, all, at Tribeca Fil- Film Festival, like about their company and gr- Girls Five Eva and the state of television and all this shit. And literally, <laughs> I was like, on my way there. And I was like, now what is this? What am I doing? <laughs> and, and then I was like, okay, I got to like, I'm going to need to do some. Thankfully <laughs> we had had Tina and her husband, Jeff on the podcast and had Meredith Scardino on the podcast. And I've known Robert Carlock for several years. So I was like, I feel confident I can wing this. Like, because I just used basically things that we had already talked about on the podcast and like, interviews that we've done about girls by Eva. I'm like, I can, I can handle this, but holy shit. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I was like, oh, this is like a way bigger deal than mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was on my radar. Wasn't even on my fucking radar. Mm-hmm. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm wearing a green suit to something. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> you can only eat the plate of food in front of you sometimes. You know what? You know? That's, That's great. true. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> I'm going to say that to people when they get mad at me about it. I, yeah, I'm with you. So in these, in these like pivots of becoming, you know, you start off and you are in PR, which is like really much, very much an ideas based business. Like you have to be a person who's very creative to succeed in PR. And then at a certain point, you're like turning the PR on to myself. The PR business is so valuable. Um, It's also so disrespected. It's like, it's a job that people, they also, it's very dismissive. It's, oh, she's a PR girl. Like it's very, um, it's very dismissive, but it's very important to helping brands grow and people get noticed and all the things. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much an advocate for the PR business. It's also a place where you have to be shameless and you have to, uh, you got to do some things for your client. You know, you got to like, it's hard work. 
I'm just saying it's that. so hard. It's such hard work. And I feel like people and who are great that. at it, really great at it, yeah. are like magicians. Yes. Yeah. And they come up with things that you're just like, huh? How did yeah. you even <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. Um, so it seems like a sort of natural pivot in my in my brain for you yeah. to like turn. I kind of just made the dog a client. And mm-hmm. then it's the same skill set, but it's all just, it's going to different things. Here's here's what I will say is I do, I may have a skill at finding white space things. So things that really are not mm-hmm. out there, not represented, and also have some sort of positive angle to them. So, so dog adoption, female empowerment, female business owner, uh, size inclusion, um, there's there everything that I do hopefully has a positive um, sprinkle on it. Is that important to you? Yes, and by and by positive, I I think I just mean helpful, supportive. I think women need more people out there that they can turn to to feel like that's why on on my podcast the whole thing is all about like issues that you don't want to that you can't talk to anyone about, which is what I found mm-hmm. when I went to go freeze my eggs. I was like, why doesn't anyone talk about this? My friends won't tell me how many eggs they have. It's a whole thing. Uh, so I I. Did episodes on that, episodes on divorce, like episodes on how to date when you're plus size and everyone's telling you you have to lose weight to date. Like there's there's all sorts of things out there that I think people feel really alone about. Because I the probably pod, felt the alone pod, about them. The podcast is called Boob Sweat. Yes, it's on, we're, <laughs> Which... on, we're on hiatus. We've been on hiatus for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but, if, but, you know, people can just... People you can, can go listen out. to the back episode. Yeah, yeah, we, have, back yes, episodes. we have many back episodes that you can listen to. I just, something had to give. And I think we'll go back in the fall. And by we, I just mean me. But um, <laughs> yeah, we'll go, I'll go back in the fall. But I like, I, I think at, between Mega Baby Season, which is now, and Body Talk, the book, um, I got You're nothing You're tapped left. out. You're yeah, tapped, tapped out. I got left. Yeah. And that's if, good can to, someone that's tell like, me how to recharge? I'm not sure how. Mm, I don't, I'm not great at that. That's a really good question that is for the ages, but Mm. maybe, maybe it'll be that, uh, you know, maybe you'll get some help to do the podcast and maybe it'll be like a turnkey operation when you come back. Okay, great. I would love that. That might be, I think that's actually a great tip. Yeah, that's true. Casey, I think that's a great tip. Maybe, maybe Um, that's what you need to, maybe that's what you need to do. If yes. you, Katie, if you could like look to the future, as you look to the future, what is it that you see? <laughs> <laughs> no, what's next? Like, what's your next pivot? I feel like it's going to be something. What do you want to do? Well, is it, what? here's Tell the me. thing. Let's just say this out loud. One, I think I got to take on ageism. Mm. Great. Because I think that, I think at a certain point, women just get disregarded. And so that's on my radar as I get older. It's something that I'm going to start to see to happen. I can I'm pretty Girl, sure. Girl, I just turned invisible right? years old. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a real thing. And I know you've talked about age busy for sure um, as like a, a real thing. And, and like the bullshit Hollywood of it all with like casting only 
only tweens with grandpas. <laughs> Insanity. Yeah. Insanity. Yes. yes. So uh, let's get, I think, I think it's an age story and I think it just is a continued acceptance story. And of course I would like P and G to buy mega babe. <laughs> Please. Is that the goal? Is that the goal? Yes. It's the goal. Yeah. I can't run this thing. You know, <laughs> I'm an ideas person. I actually think that that moment is happening. It's like gonna happen. I I I really I wait every single day. I you, every day. You need to continue your mad scientist ways and have I need like, the I I actually need the boob sweat stuff I got to get in in my in my cabinet. I don't have it. Okay, currently. I need to get you the bus dust with the pa- with the powder puff because I know that I we I know I watch you. I know I that know. you're sweating this, out there. Well, listen, I just this is my question, Katie. What? Is it just going to turn into paste on me? Yes, it's so much sweat, honey. Like it is yeah. more sweat than anybody at has a, a right point, to sweat. Yeah, at, at a certain point, powder does turn into paste, but the the. The thing I'm trying to block for people is sweat stains on the clothes. Shit. I wonder if there's like some sort of way to do like a spray powder into the inside of your clothes. I have, powder is messy, inherently messy. So it's going to, that's why I like the puff because I didn't think I needed a puff. I thought I could just pump the stuff onto my body, but the puff makes it easy to apply evenly to the body. I'm going to give you a puff. Okay. I need a puff. I need a puff and I need a, and I need the, the dust. I need more dust. Yes. I have some, but I do feel like I dump it and then I'm just like, ah, it's no, everywhere. We're going to get you the puff and you're going to, okay. you're going to see okay. the puff difference. I know Raymond mm-hmm. is walking around this town chafed as hell. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> get this man a gooch saver. We've got so much going on over here, like four blocks away. So I'm, okay. I'm getting him. I'm going to, I also, I use, I've used many different kinds of, um, chafing lotions over the years. And I love the mega babe one. Thank you. My, I like, greatly appreciate that. Yeah. Also, it is, as you say, less embarrassing. Like, I don't need the runners. Like, it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm not a runner. Like, why? It's no. just, yeah. Just fresh balls for her. Let us yeah, be who we are. Let, let us be who we are. And I think that it's like incredibly important to continue your podcast at some point to just uh, keep having these conversations because I, you do talk about things that I think a lot of people uh, are shy away from, especially women, but just like all humans. And these are the things that like we have to just keep having these conversations and talking about our bodies and sharing your tips for how to break the patterns in your brain. Mm-hmm. And nope is just like a real fucking great one, guys. Nope. No, nope's an easy way. And ultimately, nope. it all goes back to the patriarchy and we've got to get out from underneath it. And that's that's it. We've got to dismantle that shit. We yeah. Gotta smash it. Katie. Gotta smash it. I admire you so much. I feel like you slightly radicalized me. I don't know if that's your intent, but you like radicalize me a little bit every day, which is, that. you know, let's get all companies to make all sizes of clothing. Let, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if you're a straight sized person, how about you You say to a company, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to buy your clothes until you make every size. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think that's in the where, wallet. Yes. Yeah. That's where we need to be headed. Like if you have plus size friends, don't buy 
the close of this company until they start making all the sizes. And that yes. means going down to like extra, extra, extra small to all the way That's up true. to, you know yeah. what I mean? So, and yeah, so you ra- you're radicalizing people out there a little bit every day. And I really, really appreciate it and admire it. Thank you. Yeah. And I love the book, Body Talk, How to Embrace Your Body and Start Living Your Best Life. It's literally for all of us. It's for yes. everyone. It's yes. for everyone. And it's like the the type of thing where you can like sort of take it. You can definitely, as I did, sit down and read it, the whole yeah. thing. Or you can kind of like take your time with it. I feel like it's really valuable to just sort of check in. And you have like little sort of like things to think about and like yes, got reflect in there. on yeah. and leave yeah, it in the bathroom. Little, I think leaving it in the bathroom is a genius idea. Five minutes. Um, yes. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> I, sorry, I just got, I got distracted on a page. Um, I, but I love the book and I think it's so valuable and I love everything that you do and all of the products and P and G get on it. Yeah. yeah. What's happening? Collar. Just get it. <laughs> and all of you listening, follow Katie on Instagram. It's so worth it. You will, uh, if you don't enjoy it, I'll give you your money back. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I say big, for Maggie, babe. A, yeah. That's why You don't like it? I'll refund you. No problem. Yeah, no problem. I'm just no like problem, that guy. guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. I love you. Go have your day. Text me when you're on the corner and I'll meet you. I will. Sounds good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bye, Katie. It's so nice to meet <laughs> Bye, you. Bye, Katie. Okay. It was so nice to meet you. This was so fun. Hello, fresh. Hello, fresh. I don't know. Is that good? That's probably not great. That wasn't great. I liked it. It was. It was fresh. It was new. Hello, fresh. Hello, fresh. I love you, fresh. Hello. I don't know, guys. We love it. We love Hello Fresh. What is Hello Fresh? You might ask. Maybe you don't know. I'll tell you. Hello Fresh. You get fresh, pre-measured ingredients, mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store or waiting for your grocery deliveries and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it is America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out all the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes or less. I personally have found it very useful a lot in my home, especially this year. Um, HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items each week, including ready-to-eat salads, sandwiches, and soups. So there's really something for everyone to enjoy with all of the recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. You get a better value. What? Sorry, you want you want to say something? It's super easy. It's just super easy, and it's really, really delicious. That's been, you know, a lifesaver over this time when we just are getting very bored with our own cooking skills. Yeah, and it's seventy two percent cheaper from a restaurant meal, but you're not sacrificing the quality. That's the part that's like, you know, let's. Let's, you know, save a little bit of money, but still eat is good. That's yeah. what I want. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, we love it. Uh, my kids love it. Birdie loves it because I can also 
get them to help me in the kitchen because it's like I don't have to, first of all, make sure they don't like, you know. Burn the house cut, down. Cut. Yes, exactly. But it's all pre-measured and everything's ready to go. So it's like yeah. makes cooking with the kids a little bit easier yeah. than traditional cooking projects that we've done together. I prefer this version, the HelloFresh version. I don't know why I'm talking softly like my kids listen to the podcast. They don't. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, go to HelloFresh.com slash 14best and use the code 14BEST for up to, are you ready for this? 14 free meals plus free shipping. What? Go to HelloFresh.com right now. HelloFresh.com slash 14BEST and use the code 14BEST for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's amazing. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You won't You're going to see. It. You're going to find out. You're going to get it. Hi. Okay. We're back. You know what? I love that because um, I love how Katie is so inspirational, but not also like, not like cloyingly. So yeah, I don't ever feel like she's like preaching in a way that's like, leesh. All right, calm down. You know what I mean? Like she's just like she's just like a real person who's like, yeah, I think we can all do better. Um, I just love her. I think she's great. Well, you know what the thing is about inspiration is mm-hmm. that a lot of times inspiration is about how you have to do it all, how you have to do better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have to keep trying harder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, I am fucking trying hard. <laughs> but with Katie, she's like, no, we all like it's not you. Like we like like let's yeah. all answer for what we have to try harder at. And yeah, you're not nuts. Like this sucks. Like it sucks that this outfit doesn't come in everyone's size. So like let's mm-hmm. hold brands accountable for that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um so, guys, let's talk about this medium. So, if you are a listener of the pod, you know, a few weeks ago, Shantira, our own Shantira Jackson, reached out and was like, this is going to sound weird, but I was having a session with a medium and your grandma came through. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And it totally was. And she's like, I'm going to put you on a, I'm going to put you on a, uh, like, give you my medium's information. Her name is Jamie Vos Love. And uh, <laughs> this is weird. Wait, I'm just reading these notes she sent us because I just was looking at her Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so here are the notes channeled prior to the session. Anything else came through live on the call. For doggy, what came through was red, questioning, and to trust self. Okay. The zero, zero, zero symbolizes an energetic reset or incarnation. Okay. As well as you are learning from your own light and psychic language with signs and symbols. So essentially some thoughts are messages coming through. This will keep expanding, keep trusting. Um, 
she's like, I am used to operating as a behind the scenes girl. I know that sharing more openly can help guide someone who can benefit, um, which is my deep calling to help other people. And maybe it can help someone who was told that they were crazy like me and believed it and suppressed their gifts leading to some dark days. I really loved talking to Jamie. Um, she's amazing. <laughs> we talked to her when she actually was in, uh, she called us from Costa Rica where she was actually she- on like a retreat. To do a, like an ayahuasca journey, which I think she's doing like right this second as we're speaking of her, which is wild to think about. Because yeah. wasn't it like just yesterday, I think, that she was like, I'm going to go do the ceremonies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So she might still be in there. So <clears throat> where do we start, Case? Where do you want to start? Well, why don't we play a little bit of our conversation with Jamie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we can like react a little bit to like what she told us. Okay, great. Okay. It's so nice to meet you. That was crazy when Shantira texted me. And thank you for doing this. And thank you for um, being recorded. <laughs> She's in Costa Rica. What? Oh, I saw your Instagram. I thought that was like a flashback. <laughs> oh, no. Present day. She's like, I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm I'm harmonizing balance. So I'm doing slow flow, a little bit of work, um, okay. a lot of bit of play. Oh my god, I love that! And the cat just came to you. Yes, we call him Bruce. Um, I don't know why, but that's just <laughs> what's and he's chilling actually right on the porch. Oh my god, I love him. Wait, so my mood is like been trying to get get through huh yes absolutely and it's interesting because um usually when that happens um like when I tap into a session beforehand it it comes in a little bit prior to but she's been coming in here and there for days ever since that initial session that I had with Shantira Shantira I'm sorry so um yeah she's been popping in What is she, what does she want to, what's happening? I'm so curious. We were, been, we've been talking a lot about like, um, like the idea of light bringers, you know, or light, light team, teams. your light team, yeah. light teams, like your guardian angels and stuff. And I always knew my moot was one of them because I get, I find pennies everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so when you said the thing about fountains, Jamie texted me like, there's something about, I just, there's something about fountains. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. I was like, well, the penny, we used to throw pennies in the fountain, right? And like, that's my mood. She also would sing pennies from heaven. So it's clearly moot, guys, coming through. <laughs> Actually, your grandpa came through as well today. I'm like, um, I'm like, this is dad's dad. Uh, yeah. Showing me like, I don't know like how he was when he passed, but he was showing me like whiskers on, on his face. Um, well, mm-hmm. sure. He did. He didn't. I, he does. I don't, I, I don't think when he passed, I don't think he ever had a beard, but weirdly like my dad has been growing a beard in quarantine, which is weird. Like my father's never had a beard. <laughs> so Very maybe, nice. I don't know. Maybe that's what he's referencing. Maybe trying to get through to him. Yeah. Like shave your beard. 
My dad looks like Santa right now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> He's going like this in his face. So. Oh, I'm sure he, I mean, honestly, that actually does sound like my grandfather. Like, that's cute. My dad's dad. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Chill. he might not approve of the beard. I'm going to tell my dad. Shave the beard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, have the, you have the green light. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Jamie, how do you, like, how does this work? Like, how do you do, how do you do this? You just, like, sort of open up and channel it? I just ask for your permission, and I go for it. Yeah, you have my permission, for sure. All right, beautiful. So, um, I think part of why your grandma came, like, she wanted to help support your move, and you know that she's there thinking of you always. Um, and she also is mentioning, um, your gifts as well. And you being, uh, a conscious mother and parent, um, and knowing that your children are very gifted as well. And I think that's part of, um, bringing light into the world is just knowing that, um, that, instead of, uh, you know, having kids suppress their gifts that they can, um, be able to experience them in a whole another level. So that was coming through. And she was also mentioning something about 2016 being a pretty big deal. It's roughly around there four or five years ago. She said, it's kind of a big deal. Um, just because, uh, something that, that you weren't letting go. Uh, so she wanted to, um, share her love on that and say, it's okay. And I'm not sure if something's coming up for you. I mean, 2016 was fucking tough, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think I know. I think I know what she's talking about. Yes, I do. Um, And it's like all coming back around now, basically. Right. Yeah. It's coming back now for clearing and healing and shifting and um yeah there's a big shift coming through for sure uh also um i know birthday's coming up pretty soon mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and then there's also somebody who had a small dog that passed well, oh, well we all did yeah my my family did harrison okay. <laughs> because there's a little dog that was coming through this morning too. Um, Harrison <laughs> also wanted wanted you to know he's with you. Um, oh, buddy! Yeah, the song Dreamweaver. That's and wild. <laughs> I asked her. I said, "Grandma, are you here?" Like right before I dialed in, and she said, uh, "Yes, pickles and feathers." I mean, that is wild. Also feels like moot. Um, I mean, I've always loved pickles. Let's be real. (laughs) Feathers. I mean, sure. (laughs) I mean, it all it all makes some sort of sense. And feathers. That's really, really funny. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. 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 Right. And then the next message message that's coming through. um, And so just just so you know, too, when I open the door um there can be messages that come through for people that are connected to you as we Mm -hmm. saw um previously 
Um, but for your husband, abundance after the fourth of this month, so just recently. So I don't know if this was a new deal or what was going through, but I'm supposed to let him know that there's an energy shift and he should see that pretty soon. Um, this, this was just the other day um, mm-hmm. that this shifted, so it should be coming in. And um, another message from your grandma was just just to be you and to be absolutely okay with it at all times. And that's a damn fact. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So, (laughs) okay. So pickles and feathers. Now this is, this is wild because you kind of have to understand my family to like know to get what this is. And I did not get it in that moment. I was like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it feels like my grandma, but like, I don't get it. Like, I just didn't get it. You know what I mean? The song Dreamweaver is weird. I have a very strong attachment to that song from the movie Wayne's World. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Wayne's World came out when I was a kid and, uh, that was like the time when my grandma would come to Arizona for like a big chunk of the year. She became, you know, she like lived in Chicago and then for uh, several years as she got older, when we were little, she would come out and she had like a condo and she would stay for like, you know, three or four months in the winter months instead of dealing with Chicago winters. And I don't know if Moot, like, took me to see Wayne's World or something. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's possible because that's the only thing that I just kept coming back to for some reason is that when I was thinking about it after was that, like, Dreamweaver, I was kind of obsessed with that song from the movie and Moot was definitely around at that time. Yeah. Uh, So I don't, I don't quite know. Like, maybe she thinks I still like that song. I mean, it's a great song. It's a great song. I don't not like it, is what yeah. I'm saying. Um, and the thing that Mark, I'll get back to pickles and feathers. Um, the thing with Mark, I don't know if this is a new deal or what was going, but I'm supposed to let him like that there was there's this energy shift. So I talked to Mark later and um told him about it, and he was like sort of floored because he had felt it on that day, that Friday. Oh, wow. And felt like everything was different. And that's pretty wild. Like he's... And the way that... Okay, it's it's hard to explain because I'm like talking about things without really talking about things. Yeah, well, especially knowing Mark. Like if he... For him. Well, he's a, you know... He's always been a non-believer to some ex- yeah, to some to a certain extent. But I, but I said to him, I was like, the psychic like brought something up about you. But I, I think like it was like last Friday, right? It was like a couple days ago was the date, yeah, right? Yeah. And he was like, "Why? What did they? What did she say?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know, just like I, something." And then he was like, "Because," and then he told me he was like, "I just felt like." this this shift like in the way that he's been feeling about a thing yeah and he's like and I feel like sort of like clear now from it and I was like that's what she fucking said wow <laughs> so I mean that's kind of amazing 
Um, and then move. Wait, should we play the part about the pennies? Yeah. Okay. And so the way that I channel is I just keep tapping in and seeing if there's any other messages. And I can also answer questions if you have anything specific that you're looking to dive into. (laughs) Well, it's so interesting. I mean, I guess, I mean, I do sort of want to like just straight up ask Moot if she's the one that's been leaving me these pennies. Yeah, the answer is no. Well, I, of course I do, but <laughs> I just, but I had to know, I had to know. And, uh, oh God, I don't know. Um, Paris, I'm supposed to tell you to go back to Paris. Paris. I do want to go to Paris. Okay, <laughs> Moot. I'm on board. <laughs> there will be an opportunity soon. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> so yeah, so Moot's a little bit like busy, dump, obviously. Why are you asking questions? <laughs> That you already you know, know the answer, answer to. Yes. Uh, um, and then. And so then. So then pickles and feathers. I decided to ask. Like, because Moot had met Birdie, but hadn't met Cricket. So I decided to ask Moot about Cricket. So here, listen to that part. Is there anything? I don't know. I'm trying to think like. My book came out after Moot had passed. My girl, well, I was pregnant with Cricket before, and that's, I couldn't fly back to Chicago to see Moot when she was um, passing away. But we talked on the phone. I mean, it was before FaceTime, which is so weird. It's not that long ago, you know, but you just, we didn't do FaceTime then. But, I just am curious, like, what she feels about Cricket. She she knew Birdie a little bit, but I'm, like, curious if she's around Cricket at all. Yes, she is, and she says that's the reference to the feathers. It's something connected to her. So she's showing me lots of feathers. Um to look for that, like look if they're just same similar to the pennies, if there are feathers, mm. that, um, that's a sign from her. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and she's saying like, and and cricket, I think can feel her because um, she's showing me like just all sorts of like crazy tel- telepathic gifts and um, just really strong sense of intuition. Strong clairvoyance, so lots of vision going on there. Um, anything else? Let me see if anything else wants to come through. She's giving me the number seven. Number seven. Mm-hmm. Saying lots of luck. Um, and saying not to be afraid to fly. I'm not afraid to fly anymore. <laughs> but she must remember that I was so afraid to fly. Why were you afraid to fly? Uh, my friend died in a plane crash when I was little. Um, her whole family, actually. And um, I, I, was li- I was really little. I was like Cricket's age. Probably. I was second going into third grade, I think. Or third going... Nope, second going into third. Um, and so then I had this like 
intense fear of flying for a long time, but I, I don't, I'm not really afraid of flying anymore, but I know Moot probably would think that I do just because, you know, she knew me best when I was littler and also in, in like high school. I mean, I was afraid of flying for a while. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> My Moot. Pickles are kind of like birdies thing. Maybe pickles and feathers is like really birdie and cricket. Oh, pickles and feathers, birdie and cricket. Of course. <laughs> that makes sense. That's very moot, by the way. She would, <laughs> you know, she like. <sighs> she knew you'd figure it out. <laughs> pickles and feathers, birdie and cricket. That's actually really funny. I have to say. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, we all know cricket is like a clairvoyant, right? Like it's very clear that Cricket is operating on a different level (laughs) than than anyone else in the world. But this is when it hit me that Moot, in the same way that she wouldn't call me busy, she would only, she would call me Elizabeth or Lilibet or any, you know, like anything but busy. I named my children Birdie and Cricket And she's like, you named your children Pickles and Feathers? (laughs) And she picked two things. Now, first of all, Birdie, I I don't know if you've ever seen a child eat more pickles than Birdie. Birdie does eat. Like, you might think Feathers would be Birdie. You might be confused about the pickles of it. First of all, I think it's just like two words that are kind of like nonsensical as names. Like nouns. Is why she... Right. Two nouns. And secondly, Birdie does love pickles. Yeah. Loves pickles. I mean... More than anyone I've ever met in my life. So I really do think that it was Moot just being like kind of weird. Yeah. And Pickles and Feathers is what she uses for Birdie's name, Birdie and Cricket's names, which is like to like, Jamie, which like is she can't amazing. remember. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is it? Pickles and Feathers? Yeah. Like when I first was um, dating Mark, she could never remember his last name and she called him Superstein. <laughs> I was like, I don't even think that's a name, Moot. You know, Mark Superstein. Uh, 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 uh. I was like, no, nope, that's not. But, you know, Moot was just like kind of a spirit in that way. Yeah. Um. So then I asked a question about my friend Jenna who died, ooh, did we know each other, you and I? I yes, we did know each other, but we weren't it was like working together. Not yeah. I mean, we knew well, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. But I mean, it was like pre busy. Yes, tonight. Yes, for sure. Yeah, like the year before. So yeah. what was that? Like four years ago? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, and, and Jenna and I were really good friends. Uh, we met when we were both pregnant with our kids. Her son is Birdie's age. And yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, I feel Jenna a lot and I've felt her a lot like in New York, just, she loved New York. And one of the last like great times I saw her was in New York. Yeah. And we were, I was here co-hosting like the Kelly Ripa, like filling in, you know, this is years and years ago. Yeah. I think I was, I was doing vice principals at the time. 
Yeah. So we weren't even busy tonight. Wasn't even a thought yet. Right. Hadn't hadn't birthed the thought. <laughs> and uh, and we met, and she was here doing some like I don't know some art stuff and photography and hanging out. And we met for lunch on my way to the airport at Barney's, the old Barney's. You know, like the restaurant there. And we had rosé, and I have these like amazing pictures of us. And so, you know, I sort of was asking about Jenna. I just like, I don't know. I just have a, it's hard for me. Yeah. And Jamie was really uh, like reassuring and really kind in the things that she said. But then she said this thing. Just listen. I have a question about my friend Jenna. I just don't know. I was wondering if she was coming through at all because I've been feeling I was feeling her for a minute and then in New York here and I just wasn't sure if she I don't know. Call her in. Jenna. Oh, and I am supposed to tell you. So there is like pregnancy energy in your auric field, um, which I always tell people like that can mean like just the birth of a new creation right um so just want to tell you that take it how okay. you want fingers crossed it's a it's that <laughs> make a lasagna <laughs> fingers Jenna, crossed Jenna's showing me her head like she's yes saying, is that her yeah yeah okay she's giving me head vibes um <laughs> she's laughing she goes i know you don't want more right now she doesn't um, what what she says, you know, she knows you don't want more children right now at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> moment. So Thanks, Jenna. Packing up. Um, she's showing me McDonald's uh, reference, like that little purple guy. Grimace? Grimace? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Grimace. That's, yeah, that's really weird. I got Bertie McDonald's for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna, are you judging me? Are you judging me about about the McDonald's for Bernie's dinner? I'm not saying anything. Okay. Put her hands up. She's just there, she says. She's just there to observe the party. Ask her if there's just anything that she needs me to do for her. Relax. Mm -hmm. Set your heart free. Smile. She says she's good. So just keep enjoying. And okay. yeah, she's just giving you very like calm, chill vibes. Um, she says she's chilling with your grandma. <laughs> and they're having like a pretty good experience. Um, she says, you, you know, you rock. <laughs> I mean, so yes. Thank you, Jenna. And she's just sending you love. She's giving me the number three. Mm-hmm. And she wants you to know, too, like, it's just okay to let go of any grief. Um, like, she's okay and just connected to anyone on the other side. Um, she said they're all in it to win it with us. Um, they're helping us out. They're here to support us, help us heal um, through anything that needs healing and also, like, to serve as guides. So she's there. You feel her. And she just wanted to show you know that she was um <laughs> by proxy grimace 
<laughs> so wild. It's really funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Hmm. I love that Moot was, like, so wildly strong. She's showing me rose-colored glasses. Not seeing the world through rose-colored glasses. Jenna? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucking wild. <laughs> that's very her. I love that. When, uh, I love that. It's yeah, it's crazy. You look beautiful, Casey. You look yeah. like angels are on yeah. you right now, <laughs> doesn't she? Yes, it's like light shining. <laughs> it never fails this time of day. Never fails. No curtains in this place. <laughs> it looks it looks really good. Oh my god! So I guess we feel like I should stay in New York for a while. This is what my people are telling me. My light people. Always go with your intuition. I'm hearing the words "semi-permanent" are coming through. Very strong. Semi-permanent. Semi-permanent. Maybe they just mean my pink pink hair dye. <laughs> Yes, lots of like love and laughter is coming through for that. Um, and there's going to be a curveball that that comes into play. And so that I hope will... it's not a pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm teasing. <laughs> when we look back, we connect the dots. But yeah, it's um... <laughs> a curveball. A curveball that's coming, and it's not a—it's not anything bad. It's good. There's a there's all like beautiful blessings. Like you're in a point you don't have to wait for the other shoe to drop. Anything like that. Lots of abundance, prosperity, um, spiritual blessings, physical health, wealth, all of that good stuff. The curveball. Let me just see if they want to give me any juice that connects it. I'm, I keep sh- seeing like baseball season, so. <laughs> Okay. Like spring until fall. Uh huh. Sure. Sure. Signing with the Mets. I want to take closer to fall. I'm like, could it be? Could it just be baseball? (laughs) Maybe it's just baseball. (laughs) Like a literal curveball in that metaphor. Yeah. Maybe it's the Cubs. My grandma loved the Cubs. Spirit likes to give us bifurcated messages where there are more than one truth. So while that, yes is a definite um, oh right right i get what you're saying (laughs) okay that rose-colored glasses (laughs) is nuts it's nuts she literally jenna literally said that to me like Rose, like, I can't even explain to you how, like, that was an actual thing that she said to me and in real life. (laughs) That lunch in New York, you were drinking rosé. Yeah. And she was talking about how, like, she was, like, sort of making a joke, but she was like, I don't know, man, like, I just, I'm putting on my rose-colored glasses. That's how I'm going to look at things. Like, just, like... And I was like, my rosé colored glasses. And we're like, it was like a, it was like a bit. Like a moment. Yeah. It was a moment that I remember very clearly. Yeah. 
And so then for Jamie to have that like exact thing come through was pretty shocking to me. Yeah. Really wild. Really wild. Huh. Really wild. Really wild. Um, and then, oh, well, what? I get this curveball in the coming up. She talked about that. <laughs> What's my curveball? We don't know in the I fall. Don't know. I know. Blessings, but it's all beautiful blessings, abundance, prosperity, spiritual blessings, physical health, wealth, all the good stuff. Curveball. I was like, I, I mean, is it baseball or she, like, is it just about baseball? <laughs> like what's happening? I'm like, just what's. Yeah. Like, because she kept saying that everything has like a double meeting. So like when, yeah, like, when uh-huh. you say curveball, it could mean like two things, you know? Right. So that when the, my grandma came back, she's, ha- she's hanging with Jenna and then my grandma came back and she talks about the curveball. Just listen to this part. Okay, it's a curveball, and it's in a baseball metaphor because it's moot, and she had season tickets <laughs> to the Cubs. Perfect. I get it. I get it. That's how. That's her delivery style. And she's so, like you're, she's like, you're welcome, and she's doing like this little like plie kind of dance. No, she's not. No, you're fucking kidding me, Jamie. Uh, what you just did, <laughs> Jamie. That's it. Stop it. This is what my moot did. The exact thing that you just did. That's what she would do. That is such a weird... Casey, is that not like yes. a very specific It's a very move? specific little dance. That's I so funny. It. So spring to fall is when you should be looking out for this curveball. The curveball's well, coming, guys. We know... I'm feeling more toward fall, though. More toward I know fall. the curveballs. You know the curveball. I feel the curveball. I feel the curveball. All right. In the, in the way of a new opportunity that presents itself. Yeah. That it's not quite there in the, the spherical realm, but it's, it will. Who is it? Is it, is it me and Casey doing rebooting busy tonight on Peacock? <laughs> it, I'm hearing the words expansion. So. Okay. It, let's it, expand. It might be expansion, you know, more so than a, a brand new. QVC. <laughs> Are you, you just, you, you, you and I have been watching Hack. That's all. (laughs) And I'm like, how can we, how can we extend the brand of Joan Rivers? By the way, or just me, Casey. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, how can we just continue her legacy through ourselves? That show is so good. Have you watched it, Jamie? Do you watch TV? Uh, Occasionally. That show is really, really great. Good show. I'll have to check that show out. It's good. It's really, really good. It's good. Um, expansion, curveballs. Mm-hmm. It's because your heart desires more is what's coming through and you mm-hmm. carry the frequency for this mm-hmm. manifestation to align the universe to um, sort of follow that lead. So it's your heart is actually what's leading this. So anytime you think of something like, oh, kind of looking at this or wanting that. So you'll see where those two things meet again. Um, I'm sure you manifest things all the time. Um, I do. That is true. Yeah. This is something that's like bringing up a deeper desire. <sighs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Sounds about no right. No reason to fear, my dear. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> What'd you no say? No reason to fear, my dear. Okay, no reason to fear. I don't have any fear. I'm good. It was the dance. <laughs> when she did the dance. Yes. That was my the... moots dance. She did the dance on camera. I mean, so, so from the rose color, so pickles and feathers, I was like, that is wild. It's like also truly is like my moots vibe, but, but I was also like, that is weird. Like, that's not, she never said that to me. I mean, cricket wasn't even born. I don't know, whatever. But then the rose colored glasses with Jenna into that dance, which is like, and I know guys, you're at home and you're like busy Phillips. You wrote a fucking memoir. You're famous. You can Google anything about you. You can't Google the fucking dance that my grandma did uh, 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 uh. to me, which Jamie recreated on our Zoom. Like, there's just no way. There's no way. It was like, it was incredible. That was literally like the wildest thing. Do you want to hear something even crazier? I talked about it on Las Colch. Um, on the podcast, but if you didn't listen to that podcast and you're just listening to this one, I'll say it here. Later that night, Casey, are you ready? I'm ready. Cricket came down to the kitchen to get me and said, mom, you want to see the dance I just made up? Oh. And I was like, shut your fucking mouth. If you do this dance right now, I swear to God. No, I'm kidding. She, (laughs) what if I was like angry about it? No, so she did. So Cricket like essentially did a version of the moot dance. Moot's talking to her too. Yeah, that she had just made up. Yeah. And I was like, where'd you get that dance? Is that on TikTok? Is that the TikTok dance? Where'd you get that dance? (laughs) She's like, no, I just made it up. Why are you getting so weird asking me so many questions? I was like, I just want to know where you got the dance from, Cricket. (sighs) Okay, so then I decided that I, because Casey, I just, I know, so well, obviously. And I knew Casey was probably like just not gonna chime in and ask any specific things. And so I was like, I, I was like, I wanna ask about Casey's dad. Because I know he passed away a long time ago. And I I don't know. I just wanted I feel like we talked about your dad a lot on the pod and I just wanted to see if he showed up. Yeah. So let's take a listen to that. Wait, I wanna ask about Casey's dad. Okay. Let's do it. What do you want to ask? I want to know if he's good. What's up? <laughs> and if he is excited about the next thing that Casey's going to be doing, if he thinks it's cool. He keeps telling me three amigos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's playing on your, your party next door. Um, so yeah, three <laughs> Three, three, three um, close friends, close proximity. Um, he's saying you don't have to be rushing. It's okay to to chill because um, everything will unfold with purpose. Is he good? He says you know it. <laughs> it's actually showing me like a little peace sign. Um, Makes sense. And. Yeah, he's saying like two words, like keeps coming through. Kind of like the two word story kind of thing. Um, he just keeps saying like open, open the heart. And he's saying two is important. So he's giving me peace, he's giving me two, two words, and then he's saying two years old. 
as well. And just sending you love to that period of time. Um, you showing me like some funky hair, like some funky hairstyles, different juice. <laughs> he's like, he's cracking up about it. Okay. Um, you're showing me fire. Hmm. Fire sign. So that's going to be your Leo, Aries, Sagittarius. Yeah, I got some Leos. I got some Leos. Leos. Some Leos happening. <laughs> what are your kids? My kids are Leo and Taurus. And my husband's Leo. And my mom is Leo. That's Leo. <laughs> well, there you Lots go. Leo. Yeah, also, yeah. by the way, the three amigos are clearly your husband, Matt, and Eli and Lincoln. Yeah. And also, he did love that movie. <laughs> and then also, I think maybe it was just like that movie. <laughs> Literal and symbolic. I love yeah. it. <laughs> and like two years old, I, I mean, like, I might have like met him when I was two. Is like, that true? I think so. Yeah. I might have like that. It's a long story, but like that might have been like when we were reunited, like when he came back to the mm-hmm. country or something. Yeah. That, that yeah. He's be. showing me he's like waving a flag. Yeah, yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. That makes sense. And there were many hairdos, many hairdos <laughs> <laughs> for both of us. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm glad he's good. I'm glad he's good. And peace sign totally makes sense. That's like, yeah, that's so him. <laughs> that's a him. That's so him. Yeah. What did you think? What did you think? What did you think? It was interesting. It made sense. It felt very much like my dad, how she was like, you know, saying like it, he's doing like the peace sign and saying it's all good. Like that's very much like my dad. And then she was saying like how the peace could mean like two because everything means two things. And then I was mm-hmm. thinking like maybe... I think I said like that could mean like the age that I was when we first like really became acquainted. But then I was thinking, oh, he could also be talking about my two sons. He could, you know, not, I mean, it's a lot of interpretation, right? But also it was a lot of interpretation in life with my dad. So that also makes sense. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, peace, a uh, peace sign is very much like my dad. Like he was like, always trying to be like a pretty chill guy and trying to like be like, yeah, let's be on chill terms or whatever. So yeah. So it was nice. It was, it's good to think of him hanging out and being peaceful. Yeah. Um, then there, the curveball came back. (laughs) Jamie had a message about an animal. You'll just listen to this part. Yes. Um, orca whale came through. Just what? A, like an orca whale. An orca. Um, an orca. Yeah, just a whale, and um, just like that—that that would be spiritually significant to you somehow. Um, perhaps moving forward, and like part of it is whale represents spiritual blessings, and also just to look for that because. I feel like what's coming through is around the time of the curveball. You're going to see that and it will validate those when those two points meet. Um, 
Want to see a whale? So it may not be it. It may not be like in person, like a physical. It may be like just a sign or a, um, you know, like an image. But work a whale. You're supposed to look for that. Okay. Yeah. I will. I will look. But it's got to be an orca. <laughs> a black and white one. They're very specific. They're they usually are not specific, specific orca whale. <laughs> okay. Well, orca whales are super specific. Yeah, for sure. Those are, yeah, that is a It's very not like specific. a humpback. True. Not a hump. Uh-uh. A sperm whale. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I think they're big. <laughs> right, the sperm whales? Yes. Okay. So so an orca whale? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And I love that it's like, when I see it, I'm going to know. Like, when am I going to see a fucking orca whale? I'm not going to SeaWorld. I saw that documentary. Yeah. If I see a, an orca whale this fall, I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, that's what I'm going to tell you right now. And it's also been like, I mean, it wasn't an orca, but it's been a big week for whales. That whale swallowed that man in Cape Cod and spit him out. <laughs> <laughs> so I. Fucking Pinocchio in that whale, and he got out. Wait, but this is like orca, an orca whale, and she's like, "Yeah, it's got to be an orca, black and white. It's very specific. An orca whale. Like, I don't even understand. I don't even know where that's gonna, how that's gonna happen. I don't. I don't. It'll get be it. something. It's, It'll be like, uh, yeah, when you least expect it. Expect it. I guess, but that's how I'm going to know the curveballs come. I guess it's like I, there's a lot riding on this whale. You know what I mean? Free Willy. Yeah. Like, let's just. Yeah. Who knows? Ugh. So weird. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's how you'll know because it'll be like the weirdest thing. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we talked about more stuff. I don't know. And then like my mom's dad came through. My grandfather yeah. came through. Wait, my dad's dad came through, which is like amazing. Yeah. And uh, and then my mom's dad came through who I never met. And he had quite a big personality. And he's like, he trying to keep up with other people. I mean, he's just like, and he's like a big deal up there, which all this, all this <laughs> he's tracks. He's like the boss. All this of, yeah. yeah, he's like the boss. He like does something. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, that was interesting. Yeah. And then like, um, and then there was like this whole, whole chunk about, uh, my best friend Emily and like this uh her boyfriend who passed away which was kind of, which was really wild that was what that all that stuff was really wild and I got very emotional and I feel like because it's Emily I don't want to like play it or get into details yeah you know yeah but he it felt legit it felt very legit and and I don't know. And it was funny because we had just um we had just had dinner with Emily 
and that and her her boyfriend had been a big conversation, like a big topic of conversation that, true? that evening. Remember when we all went to dinner because you came to town? Oh my god! And we had just oh my god, you're right. That had been ah! like the main thing that we spoke about that night was like just all of that and sort of like working through that and because I just remember feeling like like I feel like I know Emily so well because she's your good friend and I like Emily so much I really do I feel like she's just one of those people that like I like to talk to Emily like outside of being your friend you know and I just remember being like I'm so glad I went to this dinner tonight because I feel like I know Emily so much better like I know so much more Emily like BB who's listening right now and probably is so fucking mad already (laughs) and how much we're talking about her but but BB's like definitely a person who I think has a has like some walls up all the time, even with people that she really likes. Like yeah. I do think that there's, you know, it's hard. I think it's hard for her sometimes. And I think a lot of that has to do with when Chuck died and like, you know, it's really fucking hard. It's hard. It's hard when you're really young and you lose someone that you love so much. Um, but the one thing that I want to say, because I just want to say it on this podcast, Emily, because like maybe I'll just, maybe it'll get into your brain. Um, oh God, the whole thing made me so sad. That part. Um, but he like wants Emily to just have a baby. <laughs> And I called her immediately. I was like telling her and she was like, yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I was like, I'm t- this is what was coming through was that you were supposed to have a baby. You're supposed to have a baby. You have to have a baby. This is it. Chuck wants you to have a baby. He really wanted to- that message known. Yes. She said it like five times. Yeah. Yeah. That he was like adamant about it and then I was a little bit like he is a prankster like maybe he's fucking with Emily maybe it is a joke but I don't think it was I do feel like I don't know I feel like for whatever reason he was like really wanted BB to have a baby but then are you ready for this what she told me which she didn't think was that weird but Emily is just it's hard to explain unless you really know her yeah she was when I called her she was like on a Zoom with another friend, her other really close friend from college. Yeah. And like she and Chuck were college sweethearts. sweethearts. Um, and Emily was like, what do you think about this? Another friend from college who's, who's gay and married to his husband. Like, I guess that they were all on like a group Zoom recently, or maybe they saw each other. I don't know. Yeah. Where they were like, telling Emily like like basically saying to Emily like well if you wanted to have a baby we could do it together and I was like well obviously that's what he's saying he's trying to get you to have a baby with those guys and Emily's like yeah I don't I don't know maybe I don't know if that's what I don't know and I was like but Emily don't you think so funny that's interesting because Chuck knows that guy too oh from college okay Chuck's getting they up all into in everyone's business. Well, Chuck really has wormed his way into my brain, and now I'm, like, obsessed with the idea. Wow. Well, Emily. Also, I don't know. But then, you know, you got to live your own life. I get it. And having children is almost 
prohibitively impossible. So, well, it's just like, it's just like an earthly conversation, right? Like everybody has their own feelings about it, no matter where they are in the universe. And Emily's got to do what's right for Emily. And then Emily's grandmas were hanging out with Chuck. That was cool. I mean, all that stuff, like Chuck really came through. Yeah. Her light and, and Emily's light team was just, was real... They had stuff to say. There. They had yeah. stuff to say. Um, and then what happened next? Oh, and then. And then. And then. <laughs> the big finale. The big finale for me was that Joan Rivers <laughs> showed up. We Well, we she asked if I had anyone else that I wanted to check in on and I did make a ask her to apologize to my grandmothers but if we only had time to see if anyone else was there I said I wanted to try to get Joan on the phone because she's well let's been, play wait let's 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 yeah. play that part let's play that yeah. part well I want to ask about someone but I'm almost scared to because what if she's not there because she was busy in life and maybe she's busy in death Joan yes I want to. Ask. I knew. I knew you were going to ask about Joan. <laughs> I mean, I of could course. ask about my Joan. grandmothers. <laughs> no, I knew Joan was going to happen. <laughs> but I, I do was like waiting. Ask. No, Joan's around. She's waiting. <laughs> she's like dying. She's in the wings. She's like, it's my fucking time. <laughs> she's like, why'd you ask about your dad before me? <laughs> I, to be fair, Joan. Joan. To be fair, I asked about her dad. <laughs> Joan has been waiting and ready for some attention. Oh, okay. That seems <laughs> so, yeah. seems right. She's like, why don't you bitches give me a standing ovation? <laughs> and <laughs> she's ready for it. Okay. Um, yeah, she's 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 pretty cool. She's sending some love from the other side. So she's, yes, of course she's busy, um, but not too busy for you. Aww. Love. Same love. Not too busy for you, though. Showing me like the ocean. Um, just good times and showing me somebody that's a, like a surfer. It feels like surfer vibe. Um, and she's saying, um, she's actually showing me like some some interesting like symbols, and she's showing me like to to draw them. So she's showing me artwork. I guess is what she's showing me, like like art. Okay. Um, <laughs> she's having a we're having a sidebar. She's telling me she's quite crafty. Yes. Um, <laughs> Was she? Yes. And she keeps um, mentioning somebody's uh, name like with an E. And. She's also saying, as somebody that you guys know, both know mutually. Okay. This might have been who you were talking about earlier. She's saying it like L. Or, um, and she is also saying like um, she is in between like a, she's in a specific transition period. So she's feels like she's getting ready to come back. Um, so will you guys cross the she says that's to be determined. Um, but yeah, she's getting ready to come back. And she's saying like, there's, she, she wants to share like very strongly that 
nothing to fear about death, not that you guys do, um, but that there's so many blessings um, and so many blessings like right here in the now. And like you guys both should play as much as you possibly can. Like make time for play. Don't work so hard. Like she was always busy. Um, so don't work so hard. Just play and enjoy and smile. <laughs> and she's saying smile from the heart. Yeah. And then she's showing me a little boy. A little boy. Yeah. She said it always be to her. Yes. Yes. Um, I want to <laughs> I want to ask like I, I want to ask if she like knows about how everybody feels about her like I don't just <laughs> I'm I'm curious if she knows about how everybody feels about her and like does she feel the same way she did when she was here or is does she feel differently Um, (laughs) that feels like a a serious loaded question and he's just showing me boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, so I fucking love that she was like tits. (laughs) By the way, Casey fucking tits. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) She's like trying to lighten up the mood. Um, yeah, she, yeah, she's showing me the boobs, the tits, um, and she is just showing me like a big fucking butterfly. She's like, there will be a huge transformation. So, and she is showing me she's in that. So, of course, she says she's like watching and studying and learning. You know, like there's always like this like show, like entourage of of spiritual energy, right? And, watching um, what we do to, to help us learn and grow, but also for them. And she's saying that's very much a part of her journey right now is to observe and to learn so she can make this next shift. Yeah, so right. it feels like she's very aware, very aware, very much so. Interesting. And she's also very aware of like, she's, so she's touching a little bit on like what comes through often sometimes. And that's just the message that they can feel like all the love, right. All the love that was shared for them. And also like if they cause pain or anything like that, um, she feels that too. So um, she can tap into both of those. And she says, but it's all good. It's all good. She's like Everyone just needs to like, you know, move on and move forward and, and just, you know, she's, she's good where she is. And she wants everybody there to be okay, too. Um, and she keeps showing me, too. She's like, she's trying to just send, like, some hardcore energy to solar plexus, right? Like, our power center. Um, That's part of her role and her mission. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Solar plexus. Interesting. All right. Nice. Okay. Thank you. My pleasure. That's good. Also tell my tell my grandmothers I said hi. I feel guilty that I <laughs> which one? One or both? Tell them both. Tell them both, Grammy and <laughs> Nana. <laughs> okay. When she said she was quite crafty, and then you were like, "Yeah," I was like, "Wait, who knew Joan Rivers was crafty?" Yeah, she was a beautiful painter. I had no idea. That's yes. amazing. Yeah. Well. 
there was also stuff after. So you think like you feel like it was really Joan, right? Speak to it a little bit, Casey, because I can't, I don't know. I mean, it just felt, it was wild. It was interesting because, okay, so, um, so Jamie said, uh, is there somebody that you both know with an E name? And so at first I was kind of like, who we both know? Because that seems so vague. But then I was like, well, an E name, I always think of my son, Eli, somebody. And and the truth is, Joan did know my son, Eli. And then she said a little boy. And then at first I was thinking, maybe she means her grandson. Maybe she has like, who's not a little boy anymore. But then I was also thinking, and I got to thinking about it. And again, like this always feels like a pop quiz when you're talking to someone who's like a medium, who's like yeah, channeling who's someone. Yeah. yeah, who's in uh-huh. it. And I'm like, I don't, I'm trying to like put these clues together. But then when I was thinking about it, I was like, maybe she really was talking about my son, Eli, because specifically Joan really liked my son, Eli. She just got a kick out of him and he was a little boy it, she liked both of my sons, but my son, Eli, I think particularly she liked him because he was at an age where um, he was aware that I was like working with her. Mm-hmm. And at some point he asked to like uh, if we could like print out a picture of her to hang on his wall so that he would like uh, like be able to visualize who I was talking about when I said like, oh, I'm going to do something with Joan Rivers. And, um, but he also had like a picture of Carol Channing hanging on his wall at that age because he had like a, a Madeline audio book that oh, he- come on. <laughs> That he would play, so he also... I had that Madeline yes. audiobook, too. I loved it. So that just will give you, like, a, a window into into my son Eli. So he wanted to, like, visualize these people that were kind of, like, a con- like concepts in his mind. And, um, and so she really got a kick out of him and, of course, like, got to meet him eventually. And also, like, some of the things that he struggled with as a kid. I think she, her heart really went out to him. She was aware of and, um, and, and really strongly identified with. And so one of the ways that Eli, uh, dealt with some of the issues that he, that, that he was going through is that he really got into volunteering at an early age. And so first it started with like volunteering at like an animal rescue at a really young age. And even that, like he started to do like trips to like nature preserves and like, I was so scared to let him go at like 11 or 12 years old, like across the country to like visit these like animal rescues or whatever. But, you know, I had to just trust that he was in good hands. And then when he he started to go on these like, you know, uh, like builders beyond borders trips, like not much later. And he was going to like you know, Ecuador or, you know, Haiti or Dominican Republic. And, um, and so he was always raising money to go on these trips and Joan hated that I let him go on those trips. Right. And so she, she I, felt like it was unsafe, right? Yes. And she would always say, he's a little boy. 
how can you let him go on these trips? He's a little boy because he was always raising money to like go on these trips to like build a hospital or build a school or build like safe kitchens that didn't like catch fire in, you know, some country or whatever. And so I would say like, you know, Joan, what we know is like you can be unsafe in your own bedroom if something like is going on with you. So like if this is what he wants to do, I have to let him do this. You know what I mean? Like if this is, if this is what he feels like is his calling right now, then I have to trust that this is what's the best for him, you know? And, and I have to trust that he'll be taken care of. And so then she would be like, you know, if he wants to build things, he can come build things on my patio, you know, like he can come build something on my terrace. And I would be like, that's not the point. Like he wants to help people. So, and so she would be like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but then she'd like write a check to like help send him to like whatever country or whatever. But she would always say like, you have to remember he's a little boy. He's always going to be your little boy because the one thing about her is like, she was, she was like the consummate performer, but she was the ultimate parent. Like, I just, I can't stress enough. Like, she was such a parent to everyone, I feel like. A parent, such a parent to Melissa. She was so proud of her daughter. Like, all of the things she accomplished and, you know, but she was just so proud of her daughter. That's who she mostly talked about, just the pride in her daughter. But she was proud of everyone's fucking kids. She was so proud of me, you know, and she was so proud of her niece, Caroline, who is a friend of mine. And she was just so proud of any kids who are doing anything. And so that's what I really felt like. She was like, when I sort of like put the pieces together, I was, I think she was just being like, oh, don't like forget, by the way, like, I know that your kid is 21, but he's still a little boy. Like he's still a kid. Oh, so I also feel like you needed to hear that that week. Yes. I know personal stuff. <laughs> we don't need to get into it. Okay. So then I went on like this whole tangent about how I think that Gina's Verdell reincarnated. Casey's crying. You can't see, but she's <laughs> crying right now. And she's drinking liquids so that you don't know she's crying, but I'm just going to put her on blast because I'm the one that's, I'm the bitch that's always crying on this fucking podcast and she does, but she just drinks her water and then you don't know. <laughs> And she's laughing. So you think she's laughing? She's really crying. <laughs> I always laughing cry. It was nice. It was nice to hear those things. Yeah. And essentially, my gra- essentially my grandma was like, "Stop asking questions. You know the answer <laughs> to. This is like so annoying." Like my grandma was annoyed. And then we sort of it was time to say goodbye to Jamie. We talked to her for a long time, and so I asked her, like, what What can we do, Jamie? Like, what What can we do for our light teams? What do we do? <laughs> And uh, let's just hear what Jamie has to say, like just right at the end. I thought it was interesting. Maybe you guys will, it'll help you. Jamie, what can we do? Like we know like these, our little light teams are just hanging. What can we do for them? Do we talk to them? Do we like, what do we do? Absolutely. There are a couple of different things that you can do just to um, call in their energy. Um, one is you can actually, you know, just just call them and talk in the open as if you were talking to them, like if they're sitting right beside you and just like listen clairaudiently what comes through. Um, another one is to actually write as if you're writing out a conversation. So automatic writing, right? So 
you write a question to them, dear so-and-so, or hey, what's up? However you would speak to them normally. Yeah. And then you sit there for a moment and listen and you start doing it. And, you know, I always say um, it takes the ego three seconds to tell us like we're crazy and it's just like our own noise or messages, um, voices coming through. But like, if you just like go with it, you'll see that some of the stuff that comes out are things that aren't even in your consciousness so there are things that you know will be proven um that's coming through from the other side so it's a very good way to just get that ball rolling um and yeah and then the other thing is there's there are meditations where you can pick a place that's sort of meaningful to you if you're clair clairvoyant and can see just visually with your third eye if you close your eyes like if you can just imagine yourself sitting in a park somewhere and you say like like meet me here at like six o'clock tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like you're there and you, you sit there and you, you sit um, alone in a quiet space and you imagine yourself there and you ask her presence to come. And one thing, like if, if you're not completely feeling the connection right away, then you might imagine yourself crossing over a bridge to, to meet her energy. So yeah, those are okay. a few different ways to, to help call in the guides. Nice. I can do I that. Love that can do that thank you so thank much thank you so much jamie that's oh, my pleasure all really cool good luck on your ayahuasca journey i want to hear thanks. how it goes absolutely want to hear about it well, i will share so that's nice so we have to like you have to like sit in a park <laughs> just, just sit in a park invite your say like tomorrow at 6 p.m i'll see ya they'll come maybe they'll show up maybe they won't i don't know Jamie sent us multiple other <laughs> like messages that kept coming through, like more and more things. It was just like fucking nuts. Like it yeah. just was like never ending. So much stuff kept coming through and uh, more stuff with Joan, more stuff with my family. Um, Chuck didn't come back, but maybe now he will. I mean, I hope he tells us if he was messing, if he's messing with Emily, I hope he tells us. Well, that's, it's not, I don't think he was. I didn't get that (laughs) feeling. I mean, the fact that like, then I found out that there are other college friends. Right. This has been like a conversation that literally just was happening. I love that Prince comes through all the time. I know. I told her if she ever runs into Prince to tell him, I said, hey. And she was like, oh, he comes through all the time. And I was like, Um, if he, if he knew that we were saying this about him, he would be displeased, but. But maybe not. Who am I to speak for the the spirit of Prince? Oh, and then there was a message for Tina, <laughs> which I relayed to her, which I relayed to her, and she said she would ponder. And it's really weird. What was <laughs> it? Oh, Tina McFay, and I was like, why Mick? And then laughter at eating candy corn, oh, and then heard, corn. yeah, aunt, energy is not alive anymore, so I didn't grasp whether this was an aunt or great aunt. It was a brief interjection. I mean, I don't remember. It was it Tina didn't love, is it, was it Tina that loves candy corn? She didn't mention loving candy corn. Huh. When I said, when I mentioned it to her, I think she would have. Someone from Busy Tonight loved candy corn. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. I'm going to ask Eric or Ann. Anyway, all in all, I would say 
It was really legit and interesting and emotional. Yeah. And wild. Yeah. And a lot of things were very, very, very true. Yeah. But the craziest things to me were just like that bot, like when she did like the movements. Yeah. The body movement thing was so weird because I just was like, that is, there's no other way to, I don't know how to explain. There's no way to explain that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like, uh, you know, I know people are skeptical and people love to say, oh, it's like a party trick or whatever. But then I'm like, well, it's a fucking good trick. It is a really good trick. And and like I said, I know a certain amount of it is up to interpretation. But well, here- right. We're, we're talking the pickles and feathers thing. I'm sure people are like busy. Please come on. Honey. Yeah. Come on. But here's, that's fine. But here, then the dance. Yeah. But here's what I'll say about anything like this that is up to interpretation. Any of this stuff, any of these like crystals or meditation or any type of like anything that people are like, any of these things that especially men I know love to say is like, that's bullshit, astrology, you know, I just think like anything that gets you where you are interpreting something and you are sort of like, let me just think on this and think like what it can mean to me or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. let me center myself in this moment and think, just think, like give myself a minute to think about what it could mean for me. That's not a bad thing. You know, that's not a, that's not a bad thing to think about like, what does this mean to me? What does this color mean to me? What does this crystal mean to me? What does this new moon mean to me? What do I need to give up? What do I need to remember? What do I need to commit myself to? What do I need to let go of? Like, those are not bad things. Those are all great tools and techniques. It's never bad. Like, you know, I, I did this thing where I like for one of the moons, I don't remember. I did this thing where you like, where you're just like that, which is not for me is not of me. Like I like release it all. I reject it all. Like I'm not, don't bring it in, you know? Yeah. And Birdie was like rolling their eyes. So mom, I'm so embarrassing. And I was like, first of all, no one can see me except for you. So if you put me on TikTok, then I guess you're the one that's embarrassed. But secondly, I was like, what's bad about just saying out loud we say things like we want all the time out loud yeah you know what I mean like the power of intention is huge we know that so what's wrong with saying like I'm gonna release things that are being put upon me by others right now like I'm gonna in this moon I'm releasing this and this like I don't know why not I cut my leg Casey I don't know how how'd you cut your leg I don't know I'm just bleeding Oh, no. Oh, my God. I am going to be one of those old ladies that is just, like, constantly has blood pouring just out of them from somewhere. With yeah, just like, a, just, like, bloody skin, pa- you know, like, paper-thin skin, yeah. just, like, blood running down their arms. Anyway. That's all old ladies, by the way. That's true. And old men. Let's be real. Yeah. Guys, we had a really delightful time. Highly recommend. If you're interested, check out Jamie. She was incredible. Yeah. And it was really generous of her to so generous. take time out of her retreat in Costa Rica to talk to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, we love you. We're sending you so much love. 
my birthday in two days. <laughs> How do you feel about this birthday? I don't get it. I am. This is, I feel like 41 fucking was a wash and I feel like I'm turning 41 because, but I'm really turning 42 and I'm just confused. It's a, I just feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm hostile toward, I'm hostile toward age and time. Right now, this year, like right now. Yeah. yeah very hostile to death. Like Me I'm too. like looking yeah, at, I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. being dead is so stupid. I'm mad about it all. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Now I feel a little bit, I feel a little bit comforted with our talk with Jamie. Just like yes. knowing that like, I, I'll get to be like my kid's light team someday. <laughs> Yeah, it's mm, don't make yourself cry now. I can't. I don't. I gotta. I haven't even. I <laughs> you need gotta to find eat. your I mouse gotta go. ears. You gotta eat and find your find your bin of the mouse, mouse ears, ears are missing. What the fuck? We're gonna. I have to buy new ones. Um, there's another forty eight dollars down the drain. Oh lord, they're so expensive. Those mouse ears. But they're cute. Yeah. We like them. I. I mean, yeah. We obviously like them. We have a collection obviously, of them. you have a bin. Yeah, somewhere. All right, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. All right, you guys, we love you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us again. Yeah, I hope you liked like a little bit of a change up, a little bit of a different... Different show! Different show. And uh, and we'll ba- be probably be back to the regular format next week. But the you grind. Know. You never you know. know. You don't know. We're don't our know. own bosses, as you know. That's right. So we. That's right. We have no. We we're want. not ans- We're answering to just just our light teams, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, you guys. We love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.